0: Welcome, welcome in, everybody. Unfortunately, all of us in here are sick. So deadly sick. So sick, Alex can't even talk. Because we all have the simian flu. We're all coughing. We're all swinging from vines like monkeys and apes because we have the simian flu. Caesar and his other apes have taken over the forest. I was thinking I could do some quotes from the movies here like, You damn dirty apes! You blew it all up! But in reality, I'm actually on the ape side for the movies, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be mad at Caesar because Caesar's in the right, just saying. But uh, we have special guest today, of course, f- fan of the show, frequent emailer, Josie Jalk.
1: Hello. Also, I have only sent one email. Let's...
0: Well, the most, most anybody else, <laughs> more than anybody else. But of course, before we get into the show, Alex can't talk today because he has the War of the Planet of the Apes disease where they're going like, ah, ah, ah. So Alex will have to be running the show today, but before that, we have some news. So Alex, if you'd like to try to formulate the sentences to tell us the news, feel free. Davis, oh, he's cured! He's cured! I think we have some trivia first. Oh, first, yeah. Oh, we, we have never done trivia first thing. Um, the trivia from last week. We usually do that. We don't do that first yes, off. Yes, we do. Okay, then we have trivia. Davis
2: Fine. is normally doing his homework during those hours. You so. know what? I will get up and leave. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you right now. Then it'll just be me and you, apparently, doing this show. What
1: that'll a fun be, time.
2: That'll be that'll... Davis, I, I can't do it without you know. You I'm awaiting a call, so the second I get that call, I have to step out. Well, the second you get that call, we'll pause the show. Or you can just talk I don't, without yeah, me. That's true. We could do that. We, we, could. Could, we could. It's possible. You know... We were talking about this episode this week, and Sutton was like, oh, I can do it. I can step in for Davis. And I was like, step in for Davis? (laughs) We can't do the show without Davis. I'm the heart of the show. You'd be be happy to know that Megan
0: also jumped to the defense of the show cannot be done without Davis. So that's two people in Davis' It wouldn't be as funny.
1: Who would do the intros? Who
0: who would do the intros? Who would riff? And who who would get mad at Alex for being bad at riffing back?
2: Mind you, I did that one intro for the Stranger Things episode, and I thought it was pretty good. It was I don't, good, what, what did but remember, did, it was like what the. Did
0: he say? <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> oh yes, you do. It Was like no 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 no. Oh, that's the Twilight Zone. <laughs> well, how does Stranger Things go?
2: It doesn't <laughs> matter. I didn't. I, it doesn't matter. I didn't say that part. What did I, you say? Remember, I saw, I talked about how um don't adjust your headphones, earphones, or Bluetooth devices, and you said your phone, your your or you said your teeth don't have ears or something like that. You said something <laughs> absurd. Cause you got earphones confused with. Oh wait, no, I said no. earbuds, and you were like, "No, your ears don't have buds." That's exactly what you said.
0: Uh, I, I almost uh, said a curse word there, because I was in such disbelief <laughs> of what you were talking I, about.
2: Well, we will play it afterwards, or I will actually. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit a little bit of a fun. Yeah,
0: I'm editing edit thing. In, I'm yeah. gonna edit it hey, in Alex right here. Makes, <laughs> Alex makes everything so much harder on himself.
2: Um, it's gonna be so fun. What? Now, everyone, I know this might be a little strange. Like, what are Alex and Davis doing back in the Bradley-based and WEGL studio in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University for another episode of Through the Lens? It is summer, after all. And Through the Lens is a school year show. But don't adjust your earbuds, aux cords, or other Bluetooth devices and don't close out Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever streamer you're using. Sure, it's Through the Lens during the summer, but come on. Stranger things have happened. (laughs) Was Was that funny, Davis? I'm not done. I'm not done. It was if it was not clear already, I'm Alex Houston back again with Davis Carroll for another action-packed and discussion-heavy episode of Through the Lens. Today we were making history not once, but twice, Davis. As we are leaving the movie set and heading to the offices of Netflix to review
0: Stranger Things. You know when he said earbuds, I was like, "Oh, he messed up because he meant to because he he said you mix I thought you meant mixed taste buds in your ears. I was like, "Your ears don't have buds." <laughs> I figured it. What Josie, as a frequent fan of the show, what has been your favorite intro, or what's been one of your favorite moments?
1: Oh, when you talked in a foreign language for your intro, I was, I was very impressed. And I was also, that no, the whole that
2: was time. that was everything. Ever all at once.
1: Yeah,
0: did we, I thought it did it for Parasite too. I I've done it more so. than once, mm-hmm. haven't I? Maybe
1: there maybe
2: there was something. for Parasite. I, don't,
0: I think I did. it. Did I do it in Spanish for foreign language? We I know did I, Deloria, I did. It. I did it in maybe? Chinese for everything everywhere. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. It was very impressive. I was practicing all day. Alex was like, it's nothing, man. <laughs> I was practicing that all day. I was so excited. Alex just, just spat in my face. That's
2: not even remotely
0: close to true. It is. No, you're... Do I have to edit this into so the best no, intro, you think?
1: In my opinion, yes.
0: I would like to get someone that actually speaks Chinese to rate my... My tones, how I sound. I'll ask around with our, with us. We,
1: we have
2: some listeners
0: out there. Maybe we'll find I one. would Here. love That's to do sp- more foreign Chinese? language episodes. I don't, I don't, someone who may speak it. I don't know. Okay. I know people that do. You know, oh, uh, some of my former coworkers. I really liked your ba- the Batman one because you actually did a riddle.
1: That one was also really that was good. my good.
0: riddle. I, I don't remember. Most of these leave my brain after I do I like Blackout <laughs> for this show. Um, we're, we're well aware, Davis. I mean, the, your space one was pretty good, though. That one might be my favorite. The that space was,
1: one was really good. Awesome.
0: Yeah. The, the sound bites and stuff is so cool. Yeah, you can play it
2: if you want. I, no, I'm not. I can't have 30 things being edited into the show in the first five minutes. That's That's true. I, um, Says me. You don't have to edit it in. You push the button. I don't want to do that either.
0: Fine. Really?
2: Davis, we're, we're on another. We've left the final frontier, and we're heading towards a dystopian future. We're going perhaps. back to the
0: dawn of man. Yes, in a way. We have all. There you go. We have. Well, technically, but first of all. Never mind. There's trivia.
2: What movie contains the line, smile, it enhances your face value?
0: Fifth element. Anyone? I
2: don't I've
1: never known any of the answers to the trivia, so That's this is no different for me. That's very embarrassing.
2: Go ahead, Alex. Tell the us. answer is Steel Magnolias. Mm. It's said by the great Dolly Parton. That movie that had all of our friends bawling their eyes out. We were watching that movie. Mary Keenan was crying. I think Anna was crying. I'm pretty sure Emily was crying. Was I? Was I crying? No, we weren't there, Davis, because you never hang out with us anymore. But anyway, no. don't <laughs> even, don't even try that. Are
1: you guys me. movie criers? <laughs> I no,
2: am.
0: I, I, am. I've okay. cried one movie in my life. The father. See,
1: I, I'm yeah. also a movie crier. I am so... a movie crier. Well,
0: what the question now becomes, what do you count as crying? It's true. Like a solitary tear. Is that what we're the talking about? The tear
1: has to fall from your eye.
0: So if your eye's well up, that, what does that count as?
1: You Fearful. are emotional, but yeah. I wouldn't count it as like you, you cried for mm. it. You know?
0: last movie I cried to was After Sun. And I, that's like, a, like I genuinely cried at that. So you should watch it. It's really good.
1: All right. I'm writing that down as we speak because uh, i will
0: forget. Paul mess we got we should go for our oscar nominations while we're here by the way. That's true
2: cuz the oscars are coming up, aren't they? They're yeah, going to be. they're going to be, be next, next week. Sunday. Well, actually we're going to be doing an episode next Sunday. What? Yeah. Oh my god. You're <laughs> what what? You're going to be here?
0: I thought i had a break.
2: Oh, oh wow. Davis.
0: Please. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> Why do you do this? You're- See, you always do this and then you're like, "Alex, i obviously love doing the show. Why are I you acting like I do love doing woo-woo? the show, but
0: sometimes you need you just need yeah, right. you got a week. <laughs> we've, mind
2: you, we've taken many a breaks. This, the, then we did make up when we did three episodes in seven days. But So, no, we have yeah. not taken any breaks. Um, we took a, a prolonged break before doing three episodes in seven days.
0: Like I said.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, it'll be fun, Davis. It don't, the only way it works is where we do all those episodes um, in our schedule before the year is done. I know, Alex. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come on. Maybe for you. Uh, Davis, you know why it's going to be fun? Cause it's most likely going to be Alex. You know what I'm about to say.
0: This show's gonna. You'll yeah, have to go to therapy after this show. <laughs> you know be... what I'm going to say, Davis? No. It's y- just, yeah. to you? Yes, it is. Yeah. I know what four. it is. I knew. I know what it is. <laughs> why do you think I'm dreading it? <laughs> I don't want to watch those movies. Davis, language.
2: It'll be okay, Davis. It will be a okay.
1: You're gonna live. I promise. You know why?
2: Because we want to bring joy and happiness to all of our tens of listeners. One of them being me. One of them being Josie. That's exactly right. Exactly.
0: You got jo- Josie's going to probably love that episode. I am. Exactly. There you go. There's no room for hate in my life, Alex. There's no room for vitriol, and this episode is going to bring all that out. <laughs> and
2: then, and then the rest of this of this season will be such fun episodes.
0: Fine, fine. Let's get on with this episode. Exactly. <laughs> we got
2: quite a bit to discuss today. But first and foremost, speaking of vitriol, Davis, we've got some sad news to report. Oh. Well. Somewhat sad news. We're gonna kick things off with The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King will return to Cinemark and Regal Theaters on April thirteenth for the film's twentieth anniversary. It'll be the over four hour long extended edition cut in theaters. Oh my God. Will you go see it? Wait, hold on. All right. Um Josie, will you go see a four-hour and 11-minute film, Lord of the Rings Return of the King? Absolutely
1: not. No? Unfortunately, I've never been a big Lord of the Rings fan. Not because I've seen it and actually have an opinion. I just haven't gotten into it, and there are other things I would rather be consuming in terms of content. So a four-hour movie that I'm sure is mainly to entice the people that are already really big fans is not my forte, not not for me.
2: That's very fair. If I recall correctly, one of the first times that you and all of the Mobile gang came up to visit us in Auburn my freshman year, we were, we were still at the Hill, and yes. I was writing a review for Lord of the Rings in on Weagle's website because the Oscars were coming up and Lord of the Rings has won the most Oscars of any film ever. And I watched that movie the night before you guys got there and I fell asleep and then tried to finish it the next morning as you guys came to arrive. And the final 20 minutes of that movie is the longest ending I've ever seen. Just, there's the Eagles, and then the movie goes an extra 10 minutes. Then Aragorn gets the crown, and then the movie goes another 10 minutes. And it's... I... I don't know if I can watch a four hour and 11 minute movie, especially because the first movie like it's not like that was the original cut. You know what I mean? Right. Movies that are originally cut to be four hours. That means that everything in that movie is at least viewed as essential by the director and the writer.
1: Right. That went through a lot of people to finally be put on the silver screen. And even
2: then it was still three hours and 20 minutes. So what in God's name will be the extra hour? Oh, no. I mean, maybe it'll be cool.
1: Maybe. Maybe
2: will I go see it? Um. Problem is, there's not a Regal Cinema in Auburn, so I won't be able to see it.
1: Is there one in Mobile? There
2: used to be the old Hollywood that's going to get turned and into they, a Top Golf.
1: That's right. Yeah.
2: And that things are sucked. So yeah, Regals are not yeah. in. They're not really anywhere. They're they're in Atlanta. Is like the closest that I know. I'm of. I'm not
1: going to. I'm Atlanta not going to watch to a four hour movie. I'm not going to drive
2: two hours to watch another four hour movie.
1: Respectfully, it's a whole
2: day. It's a whole terrible day. Yeah. I'm sure Davis <laughs> will definitely not see that. So we'll move on first trailer for Disney's live action. However, I'm going to emphasize this. It's a live action remake. Haunted Mansion starring Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, Danny DeVito, Lakeith Stanfield, Winona Ryder, and Jared Leto. This movie, what do you think about it? You see the trailer for it?
1: No. I've The only thing I know about Haunted Mansion is the ride that, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to tear down in Disney World? Mm-hmm. Or they're going to replace it with a different ride? I
2: think they're going to splash Mountain. No.
1: I don't know.
2: There's no way they're tearing down the haunted mansion. It's like a classic. I mean I it, d- it definitely sworn. needs an u- it definitely needs an update because
1: to be fair, it was a TikTok that I saw, and you know how reliable TikToks are. It's
2: true. that uh, TikTok, obviously the number one news source in all the world. Absolutely. Um doesn't look like it's getting torn down.
1: Forgive me for the false information.
2: All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Davis, how'd it go?
0: Oh. The cat's died.
2: What? Just- what? Oh my lord you going to have Anna crying when she listens to this episode. I'm, they couldn't hear
0: that. That they, they, they wasn't picked up on the mic. For uh, uh, I'm going to go drop the cats off at the Lee County Humane Society at 3 o'clock, and they will get the owners to come pick them up.
2: Oh, so they They, they, found they, them? they made contact? Yeah. <gasps> it all That's works great. out in the end. It all works out in the end. Well, there you go. Davis is podcast host by day, saver of cats by night. They
0: So we were, I was watching Planet of the Apes. The War for the Planet of the Apes. The War for the Planet, Planet of the Apes. And I heard, <gasps> I was like, oh, the stray cat must be outside, because there's a stray cat that lives in my place. I was like, "Jack, open the door, see where that cat is." And he went, he opened it really, he looked and he closed it immediately and he went, "It's right outside the door." I went, "Oh no." <laughs> he did it like he did it like it was like something scary. <laughs> was like, I was like, "What?" It was sitting right outside my door and then it walked right in and then his her little buddy, I think it's their I think their sisters was down below and I went down and it followed me up and they they slept the night in my apartment.
1: In wow. your apartment, you you let that happen? Yeah. I think my mom would have a heart attack. I didn't want I them, them
0: like well, I didn't I want them to knows. roam around all night and then you they never get know in the car man. or something
1: we We come from two different houses their names are that's ha- okay their
0: names are ham and gravy
1: ham and oh what stop about biscuits
0: they are tortoise shells that's true they look like hazel oh, yeah I love hazel. uh one of them slept under my bed I, I mean I'm thinking it was gravy and ham is a lot more docile and nice and she true. was jumping up on my bed and making biscuits all night. And loving on me. And that's why waking they. Me up. That's why they can't be named
2: biscuits because they also make biscuits. That makes sense. So
0: ham and gravy. Obviously.
2: Did you
1: name them ham and gravy? As ham like, and gravy is their name. Names? That Aww. is their name. That's, oh wait, those are we brilliant them Well, we
0: we came up with temporary names for them: Jingo and Bingo.
1: Jingo and Bingo. <laughs> so
0: how did you find out their names are Ham and Gravy? Just yeah, cause... we just uh, we we I went and got them scanned this morning, and then once you scan them, and I, I called the 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 chip people, and they're like, their names are Ham and Gravy, but we can't tell you the owner. Ah, fair. For privacy, of, of course. course. I think that's very. That reasonable. tracks. That tracks. Well, there you go. All so ham and gravy. If you're listening, <laughs> had a great time. <laughs> They're yes. very sweet. They're very beautiful cats. The cat, the cats. If you're listening, I have to vacuum my apartment now, though. Oh yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Hopefully they didn't go potty anywhere. I certainly hope not.
1: We're about to find out. I, I, made, guess. I made
0: a makeshift litter box for them. I saw that. That was <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah. Did There's they a actually bunch of torn use up it, paper. or yeah, they did not use it? Okay. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any food to feed them, so I doubt they. Well, maybe they.
1: They made a, their box out of something else. I don't
0: know. I'm gonna check under my che- bed. Check a cereal box. Good I'll call. Check under my bed later. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. There's no smells. That's all I'll say. Well,
2: there you go. And uh, with that, we'll jump back into less exciting news. <laughs> According to John Roca, Rock, Ro- I don't know, Sydney Sweeney will reportedly play Spider Woman in the upcoming Madam Web film. Davis.
0: I don't care. You don't care. The movie that's never gonna actually come out. You mean uh, Morbius came out. This movie's not gonna come out. I'll I, put money on that.
1: Why is it not gonna come out? It's
0: Sony making it. They don't. Oh. Or they'll 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 make it and they'll be like they'll tease her suit at the end and then it'll never happen. Then she'll
2: never appear in another film again because Sony is a mess. However, they did make Morbius. So
0: they made Morbius. There's not gonna be a Mortubius. So ah, uh, there should be a Mortubius. No, there's not. Morbius
2: two, Morbin Morb. And Morb.
0: More three, more more threebius. There's more Three, three There's there's more matrigan. There's matugan. There's Mawungan. <laughs> there's gonna be Morbius, Mortubus, morethreegis. Eh. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to see him. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> I don't think this is. High
2: However, quality. this is something that Davis will want to see. Creed Three earned a hundred million dollars in do the film's worldwide it. opening weekend. It had the highest domestic opening for the entire film franchise, earning fifty eight point six million dollars. Davis,
0: you oh. want to see it? Why? Because I love Creed, I love Jonathan Majors, That's true. big, big Last Black Man in San Francisco fan. That's a good point. Uh, great music in that movie, he's phenomenal in that movie. He should have been nominated for something, I think. You should watch the movie, I know you haven't yet, Alex.
2: It's on the list, it's on the, You're the docket. You're supposed to watch it over break. I'm sorry, it was, you didn't. it was a hectic break. You could
0: watch it over this break. I might. But you have to watch these 10,000 MCU movies. I've that already you watched deci- five of them. I haven't watched any of well, them.
2: Well, this has been in the works for many years
0: now. <sighs> Well, uh, and Michael B. Jordan's directing this one. Michael B. Jordan, I really like him as well. And he said, apparently the fight scenes are really awesome and they're anime inspired. Oh.
2: oh. Something for you. Very, very nice. Josie, if I'm not mistaken, you were just looking up what Creed 3 is. Were you not?
1: I was not. Oh. She was taking a picture. I was ah. taking a picture to show my family because they know how big of fans of, um, through the lens that I am. Apparently
2: Gabby's a big fan too.
1: Yes. She was very excited when I gave her her sticker yeah. made for by the illustrious Megan DeVoe previous guest on the show um so. i i helped i'm sure you did
2: actually technically the design is based off of the logo that davis made so i made it. there you go there's <laughs> a lot of- they
0: just they just turned it into a sticker there's a lot of, I, co- getting, lot of co-writers i'm here. not getting any any <laughs> money off this or anything i'm just it's like the person that made the nike swoosh and then got jipped out of the fortune but there's no That's fortune a either yeah uh, so, probably so there was a secretary at nike and they were like and all the Nike execs were like, What are we going to do for our logo? And she was just like, and she just like drew the swoosh. And they're like, That's awesome. Here's $10. And then she's getting no money off oh of it. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: A- That's tough. Yep. That's tough. Well, that happens a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can I believe, believe it. I can
0: believe I can believe that
2: 100%. Well,. Obviously, the epic highs of Creed's opening weekend, followed by the terrible lows for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It earned $12 million domestically in its third weekend. That is a 61% drop from its second weekend. The film is nothing short of a box office failure at this point. Josie, have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp
1: Quantumania? I have not. I Don't. saw the first one, but... It's
0: good. And first the second one's one? Like is the there first... a second the one? The second one is bad. It's is not that it's, bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad not
1: that much. Um bad. did this qualify for the world record of drop off that you were talking about about a week ago? If I'm not mistaken,
2: I think it is the the largest drop second weekend drop for a film that made over 100 million million in its first weekend. Wow. There you which go. which is extensive. That's what other movies that were in the running for that were Batman vs Superman, which had a historic uh second weekend drop after a huge opening weekend. And other movies that I'm trying to think of that were in the running might have been I think Multiverse of Madness? I don't know exactly. A lot of movies have had some tough drops lately, but the whole key with a big drop is that you can sustain it if you make a lot of money. Like, Avatar had a decently-sized drop in its second weekend, but that was also Christmas, and that was also a movie that made over $2 billion. Didn't it make over $2 billion? No, it hasn't made over $2 billion yet, has it? It's like, it's like a 1.7, mm-hmm. I want to say. I can't remember. Anyway, so this film... Had a significant drop, and unlike a certain film that Davis and I are big fans of, da- Davis Puss in Boots: The Last Wish.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, do you remember how much money that film had at the box office when you saw it? I didn't.
0: I didn't check the numbers before I went in. I do
2: love checking these things. So when I went to see Puss in Boots, it was at around two hundred and fifty million dollars at the box office. It has made two hundred million more in the last two months, which is pretty impressive. Word of mouth, We exact and TikTok. Word of mouth and TikTok.
1: I've seen the edits. They're.
2: But have you seen Puss in Boots, The Last Wish? You I have not, but I do want to. It is, it is such a good movie. It's so good. I, Words cannot describe how good it is.
1: Just mm. like Cocaine Bear?
2: Yes. <laughs> cocaine Bear is awesome. I've Davis, you would probably hate
0: it, but it's pretty funny.
1: How d- also, wow.
0: how dare you? where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> where do you get off? Here here I am riffing with Davis. No, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, Alex, yeah. riffing is not being mean to me. And then when I make a joke back, you go, oh, Alec, Davis is mad. That's this, not riffing. This Just is so where
1: know. Alex claims that he's doing a bit. Um, See,
2: he always, yeah, he always does that. Oh, I think Josie's filling in a certain card that may or may not have been made at some point.
1: So I told Alex this right before we started <laughs> recording. You
0: can't
1: look, Davis, because then, but no, it. you haven't.
0: I've well, seen this before. I
1: haven't. I never showed you. You
0: sent him. A picture? I did not. I have seen this.
1: He's blaspheming. He's lying.
0: I bet uh, I could find it. Uh, I this is try. Crazy. Try
1: your hardest, Davis. Anyways, um, I had this idea on my way down from Auburn one time, and I sent Alex a voice memo, and I was like, I was I was listening to the podcast on my way down, and I was like, there are so many things that happen again and again. I feel like I'd make a bingo card out of this, and he's like, that's hilarious. I talked to Davis. You should do it. And so when I found out I was going to be a guest on the show, one, I cried um, because that's, I was so excited.
2: True. Wow, I, I was on the phone.
1: <laughs> it's true. And two, I immediately started getting to making the bingo. I already had a few ideas. I asked other viewers, not viewers, sorry, listeners of the show for some ideas of what to put down. And uh, we have a completed... Five by five card, and I to look come on, at it I want to see it. You can look on it. You guys can look at it after. You guys can post on your social media That's if you we'll really do. want to For future episodes. Um, but if I show you now, I don't want to influence. Uh, I don't think you would do. I don't think you would. The...
0: Okay. No, no, to. we'll wait. We'll wait. It's fine. We'll wait. You can wait. because uh, uh, you would, you would try to change it. No, I. Yeah, see, he he would try to he Alex would go back and he wouldn't tell someone if he got bit by a zombie. Truthfully. <gasps>
1: I believe that. What is that? What? He'd be the I one. Would.
0: I I don't think that's so, Davis. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, what? actually. Yeah. See? Depends on the circumstance. Yep. There's
0: no circumstance where you should hide a zombie bite. Um, If
2: I'm surrounded by my enemies. <laughs> um... You ever seen The Walking Dead Season 5? No. No. Oh, well, there you go. Is, <laughs> that,
0: is that Negan?
2: No, that's the one when... um. I'm not going to say spoiler because it came out ten years ago. Bob gets kidnapped by the cannibals and they eat his leg. And then he's like, oh, I'm actually infected, you dummies. So then they're all the presumably infected. Reference.
0: Oh, well, it's... The, a- from the game. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying it was a reference to The Last of Us. It could be. No, Walking Dead came out beforehand. Season five of The Walking Dead came out before the, the game. The scene is
2: from the comic book, which came out before the game.
0: Okay. There you go, there you go Davis. There you- <laughs> win. Are you excited for episode eight tonight? Uh, I'm not going to watch it yet. Oh, really? My what group's stopping? out of town. Oh. Your group? Do you have a group? Why am I in this group? Because you're not my neighbor? I, I could drive <laughs> over. You could. If you want, you can. <laughs> See, you always have, that doesn't make me feel welcome, Davis. Alex, we I would love you, you to join us. I want
2: you to call me and invite me with the same need and desire as when you needed me to help you with the cats today. You were like, I can't, I can't explain. You have to come over. And no, go.
0: I was telling you because I know you're going to start asking me all these questions that I don't have the answers to, so I was being very curt with you. I went, Alex. You. I went, Alex. I need your help with cats. You went. I knew you were going to be like, "What cats? Where are the cats from?" I was like, "You just need to get here now. I'm not going to answer any questions." <laughs> yeah, that is how it happened. Yes, exactly. I, t- I told almost said so a word. Yeah, just be word.
2: like, Alex. I need you to come watch The Last of Us. I can't take any questions. Well, End if moment.
0: I do that, you're like, "No, I'm too busy. I'm at the edge studying or something. I don't know." <laughs> that hurts me. How? Anything that else is. filled out? Yeah.
1: I I did just fill out a square <laughs> after uh. that. Little lover's quarrel. Tremendous, tremendous.
0: All right, now let's keep it
2: rolling, man. I will we of got course movies to talk. <laughs> we do. Ryan Reynolds is unsure about doing a Free Guy sequel. He said, quote, I would love it, but also does everything expletive have to be a sequel? I don't know. And he to said, that we say... He said cuffing. <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, he did, he did, Davis. How'd you know? I, just, I saw that tweet earlier. That's when incredible. I was hanging out with the cats at the vet. Oh, yeah, just,
2: just scrolling on Twitter. Well, what do we think about that? We
0: hate sequels. I agree.
1: What? I said he's for the people. He understands. We don't want remakes of he was in the, literally everything. He was in that
0: Candy Crush ad. Wha- what? What? He was in that he has that ad where you play the game and it has the, the beaver on it, but it's like Candy Crush.
1: I
2: have no the beaver. What kind of off brand games Forget are you playing, it. man? Forget
0: it. <laughs> if you're anybody that's anybody you know about this commercial.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Clearly. You think that was an insult to us?
0: That's a, that's incredible. Can you say that again? I didn't hear it.
1: I think that's an insult to us.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> Shocking, Shocking awe. There was, there is no room for hate in my life except when I'm on the show and Alex aggravates me, which
2: happens every time.
1: That does happen every time. Yeah, yeah. Part, th- This is part of
0: the charm. Um, I don't think, I don't feel so. It, it oh my Kind goodness. of is. We'll
1: be honest with
0: you. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty entertaining to listen. to. I don't like to. being snarky, but Alex makes me. Aww. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I don't like being snarky. (laughs) You are so... I would be so... I'd be like a monk in my regular (laughs) life if you weren't here.
1: (laughs) That's so not true. That is so absolute (laughs) baloney.
0: Okay, I'll be be zen the rest of the episode. (laughs) What? I can do it.
1: I believe it, but I just—you are a snarky person You're, outside. Th- this of is the this
2: man that ranted podcast. about the Last of Us show for ten minutes where, one
0: episode
1: ago. Alex,
2: may I ask
0: where I ranted about that? Um, on the podcast. Thank you.
2: Oh well, I didn't—I didn't do anything. I just said Davis, there's <laughs> rest, a show coming. I rest out. my case. Oh yeah. Okay. Clearly. Um. Anyway, big fan of Ryan Reynolds saying no sequels because I hate sequels. I'm in this show called Reproducing Popular Culture, or not the show. This class called Reproducing Popular Culture, which is about sequels and reboots and remakes and most sequels and reboots and remakes suck except movies that we're going to talk about just a little bit later because speaking of one more reboot massive news release with a teaser casting announcement for a new film teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem Dave is you a big turtles fan no no
0: really I'm not I I grew up playing with some of the toys but I was never a big fan
2: Josie, how about you a big uh, TMNT fan
1: I watched the show growing up when Mm -hmm. it was on TV, but I mean, I didn't go outside of that and actively search for them. Well, I will.
2: I will actively be searching for this film. Jackie Chan has been cast as Splinter, Seth Rogen, John Cena, Paul Rudd, and Giancarlo Esposito on the cast. Hmm.
1: Wait, is this a live action remake? No, it's an animated
2: movie in the style of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Puss in Boots The Last Wish. So that gets a thumbs up from us in the animation department, at least. Okay. Storyline-wise, story you still have to have a good story there. Speaking of that, I saw somebody on TikTok a few days ago that said their least favorite Spider-Man movie was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Racist.
3: <laughs> oh. oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <That's>... Oh my... <laughs> Racially motivated.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Is that because... Is, is that card?
1: No, it's not. It should be. I tried to keep it as... PC is possible.
0: I mean, what? A few, Me? What? A few weeks ago, I did uh, say maybe that... Me being PC's anti-PC?
1: Uh, I kept it vague. So, like, a hmm. rant about certain things. Ah,
0: uh, okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. A few not, weeks ago, I did yell Davis at
1: last of us pe-
2: people who didn't like the third episode and said if they don't like it, they're homophobic, because I said homophobes are afraid of great television. That's true. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if I... I anyway, um, it's you know, Davis, I I wonder if your, if your comment about that opinion... Is motivated more so on the fact that Into the Spider Verse is such a good movie, or could it be because the fact that there's no way it is the worst Spider-Man film when Amazing Spider-Man Two exists?
0: Uh, Can it not be both? That's true. No, I'm just. I like. A lot of people don't like Miles Morales for a reason that is, like you said, quite bigoted. Yes, that's fair. I mean uh, that's correct. Not that's fair. That's yeah, correct. That is correct. Sorry, inc- inc- incorrect statement. And there. by extension, people don't like Spider Verse because Miles Morales is the main character nice. in it. Yeah, that's 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 a very that's a very yeah. that's a very that's a very good point. And
2: yeah, and again, I think it's also on top of the fact that again, I mean, Spider Man Two is one of the worst movies. Very bad. Movie. We've watched on the podcast. It's probably in the lower tier, if not in the bottom ten for bad movies that we've watched on the podcast. I'm trying to think. We're, we're, we'll do that at the, at the very end of. This show. Also, Rose Byrne will be in it as Leatherhead, apparently. Io Itabiri as, has been cast as April. I believe she is in um The Bear. So that's pretty cool for those who have watched The Bear. Have you watched The Bear, Davis?
0: No. You should watch The Bear.
2: And with that, any final news or stuff you guys heard throughout the week before we move on to the movies, the main event of the evening?
0: Succession season four is starting soon. Yes,
2: that's true. People love Succession. I haven't seen it. I would either. Josie, Succession.
1: I haven't seen it either.
2: Ah, uh, well. Apparently, it's supposed to be really good. I don't really know if that counts for. Oh, I have. Either. I have some. I have a fun oh, fact for you. Fun fact from <gasps> Davis:
0: Maheshali Ali was considered for the role of Joel in The Last of Us before Pedro Pascal got the role. I remember
2: that. I want to say. I remember. I remember discussing that we when the show was. I would love. It that. was in production for a long time. He's he's pretty good. I love Mahershala Ali. However. And this is not even like a however, don't cast him. This is, however, just based on the reaction that Bella Ramsey has received for playing Ellie, the reaction to Mahershala Ali being cast as Joel would have been barbaric, which which sucks. And it's, again, an indictment on those horrible fans that would react in such a way, but that's just, you know, honestly, I don't, I'm not going to say that Neil Druckmann or any of the team involved chose not to cast Mahershala Ali because of that. I don't think they would, but... I it, w- it still wouldn't surprise me if that was not something that went through their heads at some point because again I mean this show has been even the even the slightest deviation at any point has been so has just received such a vitriolic response Josie have you watched The Last of Us?
1: No, but my oh. sister has and she's a big fan.
0: You should, it's so I good. know, I want to it's so but good. I think Marshall Ali probably would have played it a lot differently as well. That's true, that's true. He, yeah. he always plays like the noble Oh, I love Maharsha. And,
2: and and Joel is not supposed to be noble.
0: As as they're kind of trying they're trying to make him that. But.
2: Well, I think I think they're I think it has bits and pieces here and there. I will say I do think Pedro Pascal gives it a gives it a really great performance. No, he's, episode he's seven, doing he's wait, doing, no, Episode 6 was really
0: really he's good. He's doing good, but they're they're making him nicer, a lot nicer than in the game.
2: Well, they have hyped up something at the end of season 2, and obviously everybody there Counting on the fact that most people know how the story
0: unfolds, so I wonder what I don't think most people do know how the story unfolds. Alex. Yeah, I was okay. going to say
1: I am one of those people that okay. do not. I guess, know. I guess I was a lot of people, people do not it.
0: know what. I was some people yeah. that watch it. I don't know. Okay, fair, fair, fair.
1: It is popular. Like I'm sure if a lot you, of people have no. seen it and know what's going on. But if you like play, I
0: said... yeah, do you know what happens in part two at all? Not even a little
1: mm-hmm. bit.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I take it back. Thank you, Josie, for for bringing bringing that to the equation. Do
0: not mention anything
2: I, i'm I, davis have i ever
0: i'm just saying i'm Cause, aware because like we could be like oh everybody knows about the last of us and then we give the biggest spoiler of I have all not. spoilers i've
2: not i know and I, and I won't that's a good point i just think it's there There was there was an interview that bella ramsey gave lately where they um brought that into the equation was like hyping up the end so she's talking
0: about this season i think yeah they haven't, yeah, they in, haven't shot it's no, in the
2: two, end yeah. of season one yeah yeah but it was just i i, I anyway Aside the point Shall we move on to the yes, main event yes, of yes, yes. the evening? By the way, Bella Ramsey um, goes by the pronouns she and they, I learned recently because somebody was tweeting it out. So just, you know, information for those discussing um, any uh, Bella Ramsey's accolades or performances over the past. Good on you, Alex. I just, I just, wanted, just wanted to make
3: He's sure people ally. are informed.
2: I, hey, I try to make sure that people are informed. You know what I mean? But anyway, moving on to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. The Planet of the Apes tr- series, for those who are not very familiar with it, is a very extensive and historical series from the 1968 film, which is the original, one of the classics, one of the greatest twists in the history of cinema, mm-hmm. to a bunch of sequels two TV series, and then a remake in 2001, which was... What? I didn't know that. Oh, you don't know about the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What? I, the had, Ma- to,
1: <laughs> I had to text Alex and go, what are we watching again? Because when you look up Planet of the Apes, so much comes up, I wasn't sure what I was watching.
2: Exactly. The 2001 Planet of the Apes directed by Tim Burton? Yeah. Oh. That movie is yeah. horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't like so it. So after we watched Rise, because we were watching on Stars. And we were going. I went on Amazon to look up the other two, and I was watching Rise with Megan and Sutton. And the t- the Mark Wahlberg one came up, and I was like, "We've got to watch this." And we clicked on the trailer, and it is as bad as you can imagine. That was the last of the Apes films to use people in makeup and costume.
0: The makeup looks pretty fine, I'll say. Well,
2: no, there's one. There's one. So Helena Bottom Carter's character has like a bob, so she has like normal yeah. f- like hair, and it just looks
0: jarring. To be fair, that's what it looked like. In the 1960s. That's ones. fair, but the, but the thing is, the 1960s you I mean, get like, away with more. Well, there it's staying pretty true to the 1960s. Some of them actually looks pretty okay. Michael Clark
2: Duncan's in that movie,
0: you know. Yeah, I saw that. But that movie obviously it, it doesn't hold anything to the Andy Circus. Oh, no, we
2: are gonna get into that. Which, by the way, I would just like to say that we are once again kicking off the Andy Circus Oscar campaign. Give that man his flowers. Give that man his award. Give him a thousand awards. I don't care. He deserves it all. And we're certainly gonna delve into that today. But again, Planet of the Apes, a lot of history behind that series. And then in 2011, the series came back to American cinemas with a sort of underdog story in terms of box office success. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which stars James Franco, Frida Pinto, John Lithgow, who is really a pleasant performance in this film. I really think he adds a lot to it. Brian Cox, Tom Felton, and yes, that's of Draco Malfoy Harry Potter fame, for those who do not know. David Oyelowo as Stephen Jacobs, and then the man himself, Andy Serkis as Caesar. Also, um, James Franco was cast after get this, Davis talks with Tobey Maguire broke down.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: that would have been crazy. I read that that would have been crazy if Tobey Maguire was in this movie. I don't know how he would have changed it. Yeah, I think he would have honestly given a better performance because I think James Franco is a little flat in this movie, personally. But I also don't like James Franco that much.
1: So. Um. Doesn't he have a little bit of a controversial past? If uh, it's, I'm not it's controversial
2: past, present, and unfortunately possibly future. So, well, that's oh. uh, not great. It's it's certainly not great in the way that he's um. What's the word? Carried himself as a man. We'll just say that carried himself as, as a, a person at
0: NYU is the man.
2: Oh right. Okay, I forgot about the ex- the specific details. So not great at all. Rise of the Planet Apes also features an ape cast that ha- that includes. Karen Canovale as Maurice, Terry Notary as Chimpanzee's Rocket and Caesar's Mother Bright Eyes, Richard Ridings as Western Lowland Gorilla Buck, Devin Dalton as Chimpanzee Cornelia, Jake Caputo as Caesar's Chimpanzee Father Alpha, and Christopher Gordon as the treacherous Bonobo Coba. The human class inclu- includes a few people, including Tyler Laban as the handler Robert Franklin, and David Hellett as Will's hot-headed neighbor Douglas Hunsaker, and it's directed by Rupert Wyatt, whose other credits are The Escapist, The Gambler, and Captive State. He basically has done nothing else following this movie, which I think is very bizarre. Because this movie was a very big box office success. On a budget of $93 million, it made $481.8 million at the global Box Office, which makes it the 14th highest grossing film of that year, behind such juggernauts as Rio, Sherlock Holmes, Game of Shadows, Puss in Boots, and Cars 2. Rio's good. Rio is good. And I'm really surprised that Wyatt did not take any further, I don't know, jobs after this. This movie seems like a really big opportunity for him. But anyway, then written by Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver. We'll get into the background there. Cinematographer from Andrew Lesney and music from Patrick Doyle. The film released in 2011 and is only one hour and 45 minutes. The floor is yours, everybody. Rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, basically redefines the genre, redefines the series. What do we think of it? Going in, like, I had seen it a billion times. I'm guessing you two had not. I I have not. So what were you expecting versus where
0: the movie ends up going? I kind of, I knew the basic layout that Caesar was really smart. I didn't, I knew Jamie or James Franco was in it. I didn't know about all the specifics of how they became super smart and all that. And I knew about the Simeon Flu because I used to play Plague, Inc. when I was a a younger lad. And one of the DLC in Plague Inc., one of them was the Walking Dead, which was very, very fun. Yeah. And the other one was You Could Get the Simeon Flu.
2: Which was released in uh, concurrently with Dawn of the Planet Apes for part of the marketing, which genius marketing strategy, by the way. Oh, it was way. fun. It was
0: fun. Excellent stuff. I think I still, I might, I think I have Plague Inc. on my phone. I don't believe you Um, I don't believe you do. There no oh, way. I did, but I oh. deleted all my games. I'm going to download it right now. Go, go right <laughs> ahead. That's a fun game, man. It is, it is really fun. No, no, you no, ever no, played Plague Inc?
1: No, I haven't.
2: It's awesome. You might like
0: it as a as a healthcare.
2: Yeah, you designed a disease to take over and destroy the world.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah, and like you can you tell like you can you can mutate it so like it's airborne, so like if all the planes have to shut down and stuff. My
2: original um, incarnation of Plague Inc. was Pandemic, which was a game on addictinggames.com. That's,
1: that is what I know. I think. ah yes, yeah, an yeah. older
2: version. Plague Inc. is almost basically at a reskin, is how I can accurately oh, describe it. So fun. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, pretty fun. On, on the phones, it's a pretty fun
0: game.
1: In New Zealand and Madagascar are notoriously the hardest, too. Yes, yeah.
2: or Greenland. That's why you start there. That's why you start there, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. because if they if they get word of it, they'll shut down their ports and exactly. you're done. You're done. You can't do it. You're done. Right. Unless... You nice. do you you could you could in, do something with the infection so it could go airborne and still make it somehow. I feel like well yeah. So something. basically,
2: there's there's um I don't know why we're going into deep dive on plague ink right now because plague ink is awesome. There's <laughs> this there's this attribute you can take that'll basically increase the infectivity of the disease without giving your people any symptoms. Yes, but the way that it works is so you pick between parasite or fungi. I think which parasite you have to to upgrade
0: to get those. You have to like do good. Well, no, no, I'm I'm getting there. I'm just saying.
2: Virus, bacteria, or fungi, and virus obviously is the most um, infectious. However, it can mutate on its own and become noticeable by the humans. So, the
0: flu, I'm getting it. Uh oh.
1: Uh oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Davis,
2: do not play a game during the podcast.
0: I'm not. I'm just getting it for later because this is a really fun game.
2: Shadow play. Well,
0: to get us back
2: on topic, if if we (laughs) if we (laughs) we may. Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes came out in 2011. Three films that year passed the 1 billion dollar mark. What were those three movies? Do you know? I have no. Do go- not don't you dare Google.
1: I'm not Googling. Don't you
2: dare. Oh my gosh, she's going Davis. Can you ask again well, Yes, I'm I can. buying the plague? Three films passed the 1 billion dollar mark in 2011. What were
0: those movies? Three films passed the 1 billion dollar mark in 2011. Yes. Avengers. No, it's 2012. Exactly. 2012. Captain America. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. That's a bad guess. That's a bad guess. It's difficult.
1: Oh, so, okay. I did look it up. I was lying to the viewers at home. I'll listeners, give you, listeners. I'll listeners. give you
0: a hint, Davis. Yeah? We've
2: talked about one of these movies on the podcast. That's true. We've talked about another series that this movie technically is a part of on the podcast Not <laughs> talking about it. And the third one, we just haven't talked about.
0: Mm, I get it. A-
2: Better hint. Um, I'll give you the directors of the movie. Yes. Okay. So, director number one is, if I'm not mistaken, David Yates. Yes, I think that's that's so. Director number two is Michael Bay. Transformers. Yes, which one? One, two, three. There you go, Davis. <laughs> yeah, I really believed you. And then the third movie was directed by Rob Marshall.
0: So one of them is Harry Potter. That's correct. Mm-hmm. The other one's Transformers. Correct. And I don't know the
2: other one. Pirates of the Caribbean oh. on Stranger Tides. Oh. what well, the One of the most expensive movies ever made, made a billion dollars at the box office. Wow. But anyway, back to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. This film, interestingly enough, the background on this script, because when I first remember watching the movie, I thought, oh, okay, it's just the era of the remake and the reboot. Like they were rebooting the Star Trek franchise at the time it just made sense but apparently Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver um which the 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 wikipedia says the the premise is suggested by Planet of the Apes from Pierre Boulle in 2006 screenwriter and producer Rick Jaffa was searching for a script idea as Jaffa searched a newspaper article's clipping, one about a pet chimpanzee that became troublesome to their owners and not adapted well to the human environment, intrigued him. As Jaffa eventually realized it fit the Planet of the Apes series, he called his wife and screenwriting partner, Amanda Silver, to express his idea of such a chimpanzee eventually starting the ape revolution, and the couple started developing the character of Caesar. Jaffa indicated that it's a reinvention, and, quote, we tried hard to create a story that would stand on its own, yet also pay homage and honor the movie's that came before us. So this film, it's really very much a kickoff of a franchise. But it also doesn't feel like that. Because I don't think they thought this movie was going to make any money. At least, in, at least in, my, in my honest opinion there. Because, I mean, it's coming off a franchise that had been done over and over again. Each film after the next being less and less financially successful. Then you get this movie. It's really a technical marvel outside of that. But what what do we think about Planet of the Apes and how it stands... On its own, especially looking back, because the CGI is revolutionary, but
0: also heavily dated. I don't think it's so dated. Yeah. Like, it still looks pretty good. They look like chimps. Mm-hmm. There's so,
2: there's some scenes when he's moving
0: that, like, there's one I remember where there he's... There was one where he picked something up, I noticed, and, and it looked kind of And bad. there's
2: one when he's swinging through, like, the attic in an earlier scene, and it's like, okay, this... it yeah, I mean, Which, obviously, it's 2011. You know, the only other movie that had even tried to do anything like this substantially was Lord of the Rings. Or Pirates. Or Yes, or Pirates, mm-hmm. or then even... But even pi- so that's the one thing I really love about these movies is that they don't hide the CGI. Like, Pirates conveniently makes the skeleton people skeleton people during nighttime, which is nice. Or they just have the best CGI of all time, which was done by Weta Digital, the same company that did this movie. Mm-hmm. So clearly, Weta, shout out them and all their great work. But I think the film does a really good job of just not hiding it. It's like, here's our CGI. Look at it. Like, we're not going to shroud the characters in darkness to make it look better because... That is true when you do CGI characters, it looks better if there's less light, because then it exposes the inconsistencies or imperfections of CGI. Because CGI characters, they're never going to look completely perfect, except
0: a third David movie Jones.
2: Our boy <laughs> David Jones, of course. Do you
0: feel death? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that one's for you, Alex. <laughs> very nice,
2: Dave. Very nice. That dark abyss. Anyway. Um, do you fear death? Jesse probably even seen- Have you seen Parts of the Cabin?
1: No. To the oh. dead chest? I seen one of them. I saw
2: it six times in theaters when I was six years old.
1: What? Yeah. Oh, you did say that on the podcast. I did
2: say that on the podcast. Loyal listener, Josie. But Josie, you had never seen these movies, and I was very curious because while traditionally each of our episodes tends to revolve around a guest who is the expert in their field mm-hmm. or a lover of said movie
0: series, that was just here. I'm just- no, Josie's no. in the healthcare field, she could tell us about the simian flu. That's in true. Play. That's true. Okay. Do you test on chimps, Josie? I know you do some labs.
1: I do not. Oh, I work nope. with human airways with muscle cells, so not even like what I, say, I don't think live... she's a
2: virologist or whatever the heck. <laughs> a phlebotomist, <laughs> would you say? I said, a vi- I
0: said a virologist. Oh,
1: Oh, so the study of viruses. Yeah. No, Wait, I don't what, what, do
0: what muscles do you work on?
1: Human airways with muscle cells. So we're looking particularly at diseases like asthma, COPD, just studying that pathway- um...
0: Simeon flu's airborne.
1: It is airborne. <laughs> Just saying. That's so true.
0: Monkeys also
2: breathe. You know, this movie has medicine. Josie, you also... <laughs> Josie, take it away. Take it away.
1: Okay, well, interestingly enough, I mean, I do know about neurogenesis, which was the entire reason about, like, the alz 118. Is that right? Yeah. Um And... They're right. Like, ask her these things out. Oh my God. I knew she'd know this. Davis. Okay. Just let her
0: try to give you Jesus your fl- no, 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 no. No, 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 I'm trying to give her her listen. flowers because I was going to be like, Josie doesn't know anything, but I know that's she not, knows this. That's not what not, I said. It's funnier to act like you were. It, it, it keep kinda, going, Josie. Listen,
2: I appreciate it, Davis. Thank w- you. Did you say it kind of did sound like that's what I was saying?
0: <laughs>
3: Maybe.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's not what I was saying. Anyway. Let her keep, keep going. Keep going.
1: I mean, they're right. Like, the discovery of neurogenesis in the human brain is like a big deal scientifically, and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and stroke, all of those have to do with the loss of functioning neurons. So if they can figure that stuff out...
0: Would you be willing to tell Alex what neurogenesis is? Because I don't think he knows. (sighs) Just a quick little rundown for him. I didn't want to ask.
1: It's the production of new neurons basically. Like,
0: I didn't know either, but the joke was. Okay. A
1: piece of garbage. <laughs> I,
0: thought you, I thought you'd pick up on that the way I, I said it so obviously that I didn't know.
2: I thought you. I thought you were just you know happy that I didn't know something. No, I had no clue what it was. <laughs> he
1: did slap his knee when you admitted that you didn't know what it was. So <gasps> I also thought the same. This is thing. such
2: a fun episode. I'm having a great time. Well, Josie, I apologize for making no, it seem it's I didn't okay. mean it was so Stupid. You're
1: forgiven. She's Thank probably you.
2: the smartest here. That's I meant, not I meant specifically true. on the fact that she hadn't seen the movies.
1: I like, haven't seen the movie. That's, well, that's she what she has
2: now. Well, yeah, I that's,
1: mean, that's what I was talking about. Anyway. I, I had even less, like, <laughs> I knew there was supposed to be a smart monkey, but that was literally all ape. I knew going into <laughs> this trilogy. Uh, you so. mean an
2: ape? He's an ape.
1: An ape. Forgive me.
2: Yeah. Um, y- to I
0: don't all, know if Caesar was To all the you. ape
1: enthusiasts out there, this is my formal apology. There you go. My bad dog.
0: Which of the great apes would you hang out with? Great apes being the term for the greater, like, the smarter apes. So it's
2: like chimpanzees, orangutans.
0: Yeah. Orangutans. You've never seen says orangutan. Great.
1: Of the smarter apes?
2: This is definitely about the movie. We're an hour in and this is definitely
0: about the movie. It is
1: about the movie. We're talking about apes. I suppose We're so. not totally off topic. Let me which, get a
0: whole list of the great apes for you.
1: Isn't it gorillas, orangutans, ma- not bonobos. monkeys, chimpanzees, and bonobos? Which, bonobos is like a Gibbons. relatively new... Um, yeah. discovery. And Koba is,
0: is a Bonobos. Yes. There you go. Bonobos are scary looking.
1: But actually they are the less aggressive of chimpanzees like, versus bonobos, which is why it's kind of ironic that Caesar is like the logical, calmer one whereas Koba is the more aggressive, more prone to violent one.
2: If I could if I could speak on that a bit, I think that's a very interesting point especially because the whole movie's plot in my opinion kind of hinges on the idea that no matter what Caesar does, he'll never be fully understood. You know what I mean? Like, even... So I was watching with Megan and Sutton. They were, like, losing it when Caesar gets locked up at the ape compound. And they're like, why won't um, James Franco's character Will just explain to Caesar what the situation? And... Because Caesar's obviously that smart, and we see in private that Caesar is that smart. But the whole point is that no matter what... Will's character never sees Caesar as what he is, because like he dresses him like a human, but he has him wear a collar. He has him sit in the back of the car, but he again dresses him like a human. His his meals are a bunch of fruit thrown on a wooden plate. Like the whole point is that even our most understanding character in the film does not and refuses to at a certain point, and that's and again to to bridge this to what point I was trying to make, I think the despite the fact that. Obviously, bonobos are the less aggressive. I think these screenwriters definitely chose to make Caesar the most humanoid-looking of the bunch. Like, okay, we have to make our titular character the most... Because I think... I would say that chimpanzees look closer to humanoid than, say, bonobos, for example. Yeah, I would so agree with that. they made that conscious choice. And they made, of course, Koba, the most aggressive of them, <laughs> the least aggressive of the species, which I think is very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I I like this movie. I just think that it, it's just... It's not as spectacular as the two that follow it, so it fails to stand out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if we watch it by itself in 2011, our opinions are probably different.
0: But watching it in conjunction with the series, I don't know if that's how you guys feel after watching it. It was certainly the weakest of the three, but it was setting it all up, so I'll allow it. That's fair.
1: Honestly, for me, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was the weakest for me. Because mm. for me, <laughs> oh my I, know, I know. Oh my goodness, Alex got me. shot by a gun. It's just... Everything and nothing happened at the same time in that movie. I know I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but.
2: You are. You know the
1: podcast schedule I know. That's why I'm just kind of reinforcing my opinion, though. Like, that's why for me, that one is lower. Interesting.
0: Do you have a letterbox Josie? I don't. She get one.
1: I knew They're you were going to so tell me fun. that today.
0: They're so fun. <laughs> I write little silly reviews. That's true. You wouldn't be able to see my silly my silly little jokes. Would
1: you I, like to know Davis's
2: review for Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I would love to. Was giddy when they said, damn dirty apes, like I was a Star Wars fan, and glup a certain word appears.
0: <laughs> do you get, I don't, do, does Josie get the. Just, just.
1: Is that because they say the original. Wait one
0: second. Yeah, so the they damn, the
1: original line, damn dirty
0: apes, is from the
2: movie. ending. Get of, your hands off me, you
0: damn yeah. dirty. That's not from the ending. Oh no, it's not from the ending. Sorry, It's, it's, when it's, it's from,
2: it's from the original film, which is of course an iconic piece of. In the
0: ending, he goes, they, you blew it all up. Yo, yep. you. I, I don't know if I, I can't say that. Okay, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. You fatherless kid. <laughs> oh, oh my. That's the word he says.
2: Yes, that, that that is in fact um, the word he says. So then, if Don is the weakest, what are your thoughts on Rise in the grand scheme and how, how it how it set things up?
1: It was good. It was honestly kind of funny because also it was the one that was the most like biology forward. That's true. So the fact that um, what's his name? Rodman, Will Rodman. The Scientist? Yes, I believe oh, that is.
2: Wow. wow, if we don't even get last
0: names. Yes, it is Listen, Will Rodman. Wow. I, when I say I
1: really studied up, I really studied up because I'm Tremendous. awful at the names of characters, so I would have just been describing them if I had not I
0: usually just say the actors. Yeah,
1: I would have we just say yeah, up. I'm even worse with the actors, so this is why I really needed to make sure I knew the names of everybody. That's fair. But when he had a 1 out of 12 success and decided, you know what? We have to go to human trials. That I cackled. I'm gonna be honest because His knowing hubris. people within, especially like a research field, that is so abysmally is abysmally low of a success rate, and he was so confident, it was it was really funny. I'm gonna be honest.
2: I I think I think that's honestly um, your personal experience is a testament to my biggest issue with the film is that it is way too short. Now mm. I know. Everybody always gets on me for saying, oh, a movie is pretty short and ends up being two hours. They
3: do do that. They
2: do, I know. This movie's an hour and 45, which some people would still say is long, or your average length. But I feel like there's so much that's left just undiscovered in this movie or unaddressed. For example, we pick up very quickly and we kind of establish Will's character as we go. Like, there's not really anything to figure out why he's so dead. It just picks it up as we go. And later on... I want to note that there's two storylines that definitely feel like they' just got cut to pieces in this one. Number one is Caesar's little lady, Cornelia, who, unless you're looking for her in this movie, she is not there. Like his oh wife? yeah, I was definitely yeah, confused. Was. Like I pointed it out, no, so do, you know, do you know why they go to yeah, Genesis: exactly. Do you know why they go to Genesis at the very end because Genesis took her. That's why they, the apes invade Genesis at the end. Did you have any idea? I thought there was a clue. Yeah, it. no. I knew because I knew what to look for, but Megan and Son were like, who is this? So there's basically two scenes there's one oh, where we see her name. Yes,
0: she's playing with the, and with then the toy. That, yeah.
2: And then the end it. when she's gone. Except even when you go to Genesis, we do not see a reunion between these two characters. No. There is no indication they even got her. And then, and that, that very was much They I wonder where he was met like,
0: that they didn't have They don't have dating apps.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just <laughs> saying. Exactly correct, Davis. They, I mean, they've only done genetic modification, but dating apps definitely long down the line. Yeah, obviously, it's
0: this later on. Later, definitely That's later, later on. Fourth the, one. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Which we'll get to. Revolution that. of the Planet of the Apes. Actually, it's going to be called Kingdom.
2: Oh, they're making yeah. another one. Yes, twenty
1: twenty four. I'm
2: very angry. Anyway, um, what? we'll get to that at the very end. Okay. Um, and there's that, and then Koba's storyline with Jacobs, right? So there's, so Koba gets the medication. Right after he does that thing with the, with the treats, he gets the medication, mm-hmm. he writes Jacob's name on the wall, and then the next time we see Koba and Jacob's, Jacob's like, oh no, not you. And I'm like, why? Like, there's a whole, there's clearly a scene between the two of them that is just gone.
1: Yeah, well, apparently what I read weird. was Koba, when they found out he was getting smart, they were supposed to have a robotic arm that he was operating to show his intelligence, but the company with the robotic arm fell through the same day they're supposed to film that shoe or oh. film that scene so they just wrote jacobs on a board and that was the scene okay. that they replaced it with
2: and then i would have no interesting josie's reading all kinds of stuff that i didn't even find i don't know where
1: you <laughs> imdb baby hey, man
2: it's incredible stuff but still i think like even then for jacobs to go oh no not you at the end like there's some there's no animosity there whatsoever other than the fact that jacobs is in charge but like a single minute scene would have set that up and there's not even that To the point where it just feels very random for no specific reason. And I don't really get that, personally. That's my biggest gripe with it. It feels like it's way too short. Because there's a lot that could have gone on and a lot that could have been explained that kind of just got left. Now, they do a good job with what they need to. Like, for example, explaining the illness with a graphic at the end is pretty good. That's a pretty creative... I like that. I like the whole... That was really good, yeah. Jumping around, like... It's it's old it might be cliché.
0: I don't really care. I like mm. it as a form of exposition. I liked the intro to the second one where it was going over all like the the like had all the the world leaders going like but I thought it was funny they had like all the world leaders like kind of fitting and then Obama was just like Obama Obama did like <laughs> they, they just obviously just got like a clip of him saying something mundane and they just cut well, it. No, really. he
2: said about he said about prepare for evacuation.
0: That was like obviously just like Oh yeah, what, like,
2: yeah yeah no I mean obviously but hey you do what you got to do
1: oh when they revealed that the standoff was six hours in the intro to the next movie I was shocked I did not feel like it was six that hours that makes me when think the movie, the movie got cut
2: to pieces like their journey through San Francisco is so quick
1: it really is that's it, that's a fair critique I, and, I,
2: and I really think in all honesty I think that happened because after the previous Planet of the Apes film failed you can't make a two hour and 20 minute movie and expect people to go see it then that's fair I get it which is why the next two movies are much longer. And also, here's an important note, this film is actually on an incredibly... No, wait, no, that's the second one, actually. Sorry, take that back. Um, I just think that it's very just... I don't know. I think it very much cuts things to pieces. However, did you know that this film is not actually based around the original Planet of the Apes, but Conquest of the Planet of the Apes?
1: Is this Dawn?
2: No, no, Rise of oh, the we're still Planet on Apes. Rise. We're still okay, on Rise for bad. a moment. This film is actually based on the original Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, because that is the first film to feature the titular character of Caesar. Mm. And I will say... I do. I I will admit, having seen this movie a million times, I still get all giddy when he yells out "No" and no, they I all did, just too. freak was out.
0: Awesome!
2: He's like "No!" and then they're like, <gasps> "It's awesome!" That was cool. I love that scene so much. I also love the scene when they're flying through the trees and you only see it because the leaves start falling. That's mm, true. That's good. That's a good one. That's a like the the film is really well shot. All mm-hmm. things considered, I think the director does a great job. Like even when Jacobs dies and it sort of follows the helicopter down for a moment, that's cool. Yeah. That's just, you know, why why do it like that? But it works out in the end. I just, I don't know. I just feel like the story is kind of lacking. I feel like it's inconsistent. It's trying to do a lot of things. And also the ape power scaling is not
0: consistent, but that's beside the point.
2: Hmm. They rip off doors. Chimpanzees are about the average strength of a human. Now, a uh, gorilla can rip off a
0: door. Are chimps only the strength of a human?
2: I looked that up. That That's what Su- Sutton looked it up as well, and he said chimpanzees aver- are the are strength of a muscular human.
0: Because hmm. didn't that one rip off that lady's face? Yeah, like a human couldn't do that. Oh.
2: Um, they are 1.5 times more powerful than humans in pulling and jumping
0: tasks. I feel like I could rip. I could. I could make a dent in a door.
2: Yeah. No, he didn't. He ripped the door off I the hinges.
0: 1.5 for a car. Oh,
2: it was a car door.
0: Think. Okay, think about it like this. If I I I'm not saying I could rip off a door because obviously I can't, but like you could damage it. I could That's damage true. it, whip, whipping around it on is, it enough.
2: There there is something to be and, said and about un. Unre-
0: oh, like sorry, go ahead. And you could say like the medicine made him stronger or something. That's fair.
2: You could also say there is something. This is like um something that people bring up with zombies, right? There's something to be said about unrelented strength. For example, the fact that if like humans can't normally bite off someone's skin, but a zombie could, because the whole idea is that there's like a mental block. Yeah of pain that you can't
0: bite off your own finger exactly you're, exactly you're, you're, you, you're on a, you're on your finger though you could i could i won't
1: we learn about this in actually women's self-defense you have <gasps> to have a warrior mindset because there's no such thing as a good victim you have to be prepared to plug out somebody's eyeballs if you really have to
0: whoa it's you or them.
1: i have a good self-defense teacher that's good. that's good
0: sounds, that's good uh, yeah, do definitely. you use, like weapons you just like no
1: it's just your hands we just did kicks this past week um how are your
0: punches looking
1: um, I know the hammer punch. Mm-hmm. You do the knife hands. Mm-hmm. You aim for oh, what's the eyeballs. The, Where the, the, are you
0: doing the knife hands at? The throw. The throat. Okay.
1: Um, you're palming their ears to yeah. disorient them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called?
0: Get Palm in the strike that the will, nose. That will mess you up if you're strong enough. If you hit them in the jaw, you can make their knees crumble. Their, this this episode knees is going crumble? all over. There, there's like a there's a nerve. So when you watch someone boxing, they get hit in the jaw. You you will your knees will buckle and you'll fall to the ground. I didn't know that. There's like that's a so there's cool. a certain nerve that runs down your spine or something that that does that. Like if you I've boxed my cousin before and like you don't even have to get hit that hard. He hit me in the jaw. I'm, i my my knees buckled. Huh? And the you'll more you'll know. fall. That's why that's why I that's why people fall in boxing so much when they get hit in the jaw. Da-
2: I only thought it's not because Dave- it hurts. It's because it's because like your a, ne-
1: there's, there's your a, nerve a, a, literally yeah.
2: I thought Davis's only experience in substance when he got pepper spray in his eyes during a math test. That's true. <laughs> you
1: got pepper spray in your eyes. And, what? <laughs> Is this McGill? This yes. was
0: at McGill. We, we I don't know if we can get into that. Uh, that
1: sounds like a McGill shenanigans. Why
0: not Why not? I get into it? You why the heck no? We're not doing anything. Go ahead. Go, go it's ahead. Coach Chancery's class, if you remember Coach Chancery. I
1: remember him, but I never had him as a coach. Uh, he was very scary. He, he was. was you,
0: you, wouldn't, you wouldn't ask him to go to the bathroom because he'd tell you no. And Kendall, I had driven Kendall like the day before, and she her pepper spray had like fallen off her keys in my car. Ooh. So I like picked it up, and I was like, oh, it's your pepper spray, and I gave it back to her, and some had gotten on my fingers. So during my math oh, test, no. I was like sitting there taking. I rub my eyes, like both my eyes, and like I I got pepper spray in my eyes during the that's math awful. test. But I couldn't be like Coach Chancery, I have pepper spray in my eyes. Can I go to the bathroom? Because he'd be like, No, you don't. Yeah. And that's then true. so I just I just took my test. Yeah. First oh, period. First period math.
1: First period math. Yep. This is why I loved. I got an A on math. that
0: test too. A.
2: Hey, wow. wow. Fighting through the pain. That's for me. That's but. the warrior Man. mindset. If I've ever seen That is
0: absolutely the warrior mindset. It went away in like 20 minutes. Oh. oh. No. Like I was like it doesn't last that long unless you get sprayed a lot. But like I only had a little bit. All right. There you go.
2: The more you know. Also Rupert Rupert Wyatt when um directing this film said quote, we've incorporated elements from Wait, no. Wrong one. Sorry. Different quote. This is part of the mythology and it should be seen as that. It's not a continuation of the other films. It's an original story. It does satisfy the people who enjoy these films. The point of this film is to achieve that and to bring that fan base into this film exactly like Batman Begins. An interesting comparison. Both spawned a trilogy of films afterwards. And then Patrick Doyle, whose music I thought was meh. He said that the main concern was to have the music help progress the plot in scenes without dialogue, for instance, conveying emotions of Caesar's relationships with Will and Charles. To turn the score into a driving force that keeps audiences paying attention, Doyle employed employed an African-American chorus and focused on the percussion and low and deep orchestra sounds. He collaborated closely with the sound department to make the music complement the sound effects, including writing a recurring theme based on their recording of a chimpanzee. So,
1: I'm sorry, did you say the music was meh? I've never heard you say that on podcast. I really
2: thought it was just okay. I thought some of it didn't fit the theme of the film, and I thought it was just, it was. All right.
1: You can have that opinion. I'm just, I've never heard you have an opinion that wasn't, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Well, that's to most, fair, you you that should be fair because you guys cover a uh, lot of like really good soundtracks and from really great movies. So I, I'm just kind of surprised.
2: That's true. And th- admittedly, that is part of the point because all the movies that I like happen to have good
3: soundtracks,
1: right?
2: except Marvel movies lately, uh, yeah. um, which are lackluster to le- say the least and awards and accolades. It received best visual effects and best special visual effects. Nominees at the eighty fourth Academy Awards and the sixty fifth BAFTAs, losing out to Hugo and *Deadly Hollows Part 2, hmm. apparently. Cool. So, those movies.
3: Interesting. But any
2: final thoughts on *Rise*? I think the le- the latter two films will generate more of a discussion, just because this movie. It's
0: a fine movie. It's I a do fine have movie. One thing, oh, actually.
1: So the space launch that they alluded to literally just twice at oh, the yeah, very that end That was cool.
0: That was cool.
1: Um. So what? first of all, yeah, it was on the TV in the shelter first and then like there was more of like a news report later it It was space yeah this is all the chaos that like at the very end so anyways so there's that space launch the rocket is called icarus so you know they're flying too close to the sun that's actually an allusion to the older movies where they crash land on they go to space they crash land on the planet and they experience time dilation but they don't know it yet so they find the planet and it's all overgrown with intelligent monk uh, excuse me, apes yep. everywhere. And it's <laughs> Not at that point, of the planet of the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive yeah. me. I, I caught myself that time. And at the end they reach the beach and it has the ruins of the Statue of Liberty. And that's when like the people realize like they experienced the time dilation. On Earth. Yeah. So that was an allusion to that and the 60s movies and stuff
0: oh, that, like that. Oh, that's pretty cool.
2: They Wow. wow Davis – or not Davis. Josie's got all the fun facts. Admittedly,
1: admittedly, I have to give credit to Nick, my boyfriend, who watched all these movies with me because he's the one that knows all the movie lore and I'm one of those people that will just eat my popcorn and watch. I know, but he's the one that knows. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. I was telling Alex before we walked in, a lot of these movies I felt like were um, – movies that I would accidentally fall asleep on the Star's T V channel and I'd wake up at two in the morning and this is the movie that's playing. Yeah. No Yeah. Like that's what startled me awake and I'm like, oh this seems kinda interesting. And <laughs> you kinda hilarious. like watch till three sort of thing. Yeah. So but, tremendous. But yeah, tremendous that's, that's all I had.
2: I think um speaking from a medical perspective, I'm honestly not a doctor, but the fact that they brought bright eyes to the lab, we're testing on her and I had no idea she was pregnant. The doctor's like, yeah. oh, they don't show that. I'm like, Re- you didn't do a
0: workup? Really?
1: Really? Yeah, no.
0: It's a female monkey. I don't think they would do an ultrasound on her.
1: But Not an ultrasound, but a blood test. You gotta check. At least.
0: I don't think they care. Uh, maybe. You that's have the point. To. maybe that's the point. Well, sorry. Point. You
1: have to in real life. There are a lot of strict guidelines Good when it comes to working with animals, especially if is, they're chimpanzees. It is, it
2: is absolutely a movie. I think that I think maybe that's the point then.
1: I oh guess? Well,
0: yeah. What what great ape are y'all hanging out with? You'll never answer. Oh, oh um orangutans, man. They're cool. I'm choosing orangutans. I'd hang out with Marie's all day, man.
1: Gorillas are huge. I just want to know what's going on they're there.
0: They're eating those they're eating those bell peppers on TikTok.
1: I'm a you big fan those? of bell peppers. I haven't seen that on TikTok, but I'll gladly munch on a bell pepper with a gorilla.
0: You're gonna love this, Josie. I'm re- I'm
1: Josie, so Josie
2: munches
0: on lemon skin, man. I don't know about that
2: one now.
1: They're good. <laughs> you well, obviously not by itself, but if you have the actual flesh of the lemon, flesh. Oh on my it. god, flesh. He farts in this video too. Which that's really that's funny. the correct term. He's just eating a bell pepper. He's just chilling. He's living lavish. I want to be like him when I grow up.
0: This video is really funny. What what video? What video? He farts and then he like tries to play it off, <laughs> like he's he's human. Or it's could, so funny. That's pretty.
1: That's pretty funny.
2: Or they.
0: could be a girl.
2: Uh, yeah, exactly, Dave. You don't want. You don't want to be. Okay, so do you know what's crazy about gorillas, though, Josie? How strong do you think a gorilla is? Pretty strong. Like, just like, give us like a like an estimate for you, whether it's like weight lifted or compared to humans.
1: Um, more than one point five times stronger than. How much? A thousand human?
2: pound deadlift.
1: A thousand.
2: Um, actually, your average your average silverback gorilla is stronger than twenty adult humans combined and can Whoa. lift. Or throw up to 815 kilograms, which is 1,796 pounds.
1: I want a gorilla to. So throw let me you. be
2: clear. Um, to, to put this bluntly, in in the context of the movie, if a silverback gorilla punched you in the face, it would shatter <laughs> every bone in your. It would. Just, it That's would. That's why you, you gr- would die. That's
0: why is killing a bear. A bear in a, in a in a in a fight. Yeah,
2: silverback gorillas are crazy, which is why Tarzan is. But they're not. As a they're not
0: hostile animals. That's true. They're, they're, they're territorial
2: much like many animals in the animal kingdom they're heavily territorial but well, yeah they're nice I know what no, are nice but if they're you, nice if you, if you get in there with them yeah you don't josie if, if they threw you and you landed anywhere you would probably let's just say it'd be bad
1: that that's the how I want to go out then oh, just justice. I want a gorilla to throw me as hard as I was going to say humanly possible, but
0: (laughs) as gorillaly possible, obviously. Though they are often portrayed as dangerous and aggressive, the truth is that gorillas are gentle giants. They are shy and retiring by nature, and usually only become aggressive when they feel threatened. In fact, wild gorillas are not nearly so dangerous as they are often made out to be. Oh, there you
2: go, Tarzan ruining an entire. Very
0: caring as well. They take care of their kids. There you go.
2: There you go. Now let's rate Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Then
1: Uh I
0: gave it a three and a half out of five, so that's a seven. That's seven.
1: I was going to say 7.
2: I feel I feel 7. It's it's very it's very baseline. It's very Should
1: I say 7.25?
2: If you want to annoy Davis and make some of our listeners happy. Say a little say baby Dickens gorilla. Oh, oh, oh,
1: I thought you were pointing at the no, words. I was like, no. I can't read that.
2: <laughs> 7.25, 7 and 7. That will wrap up Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and now it's on to Dawn, apparently Josie's least favorite, which um, we're going to have to dissect that right now. This stars Andy Serkis as Caesar, Toby Cabell as Coba, Judy Greer as Cornelia, Nick Thurston as Blue Eyes, Terry Notary as Rocket, Karen Cunnaval as Maurice, Doc Shaw as Ash, and Lee Ross as Grey. As for the human characters, you've got Jason Clark as Malcolm, Gary Oldman as Dreyfus, Kerry Russell as Ellie, Cody Smith McPhee as Alexander. Notably, Cody Smith McPhee is the guy who says, he's white in Elvis. That's true. So I I was like,
0: I was watching this movie, I was like, how do I know this guy? And it was from the He's white. He's white. No, he's and then and then Tom Hanks goes. He's He's what?
2: what? (laughs) Incredible film. Anywho, directed by the great Matt Reeves. Oh, also you've got Kirk. Acevedo as Carver, one of the most annoying Ugh. characters in the history of modern cinema. I'm glad Kova messed him up. Hey, Real. Now. Real. Directed by the Real. great Matt Reeves, who has directed films such as Cloverfield and The Batman
0: of recent history. Which came out like a year ago yesterday. It did, Really? Actually. Yep.
2: Oh my gosh. Which these movies kind of got Reeves into that discussion, because obviously Cloverfield is an iconic film, and certainly was his, you know, making a name for himself moment, but the planet of the apes trilogy really helped him break into more mainstream films. If that makes any sense after Clofield, he did a film called let me in and then he didn't do another film until 2014. Also Cody Smith McPhee was in let me in as well. So you've got that sort of connection there and then going through the rest of it, Michael Saracen was cinematography this time around. And I thought the score was a significant improvement over the first film would you look at that the great michael Giacono was this film's composer Giacono has done so many incredible films in, including the batman mm-hmm. so there's that connection the batman is really good music exactly and this film released in in july something and <laughs> released on july 11th in 2014 and its run time of 2 hours and 10 minutes and it cost $170 million to make, nearly double the cost of Rise, but it made up, more than made up for it, grossing $710 million at the global box office, the high, eighth highest grossing film of 2014, and the highest grossing film in the history of the franchise. Dawn of the Plenty of the Apes received widespread critical acclaim, and I think it will receive that from myself and Davis, but Josie, we're gonna put you on the spot.
1: Oh no. You
3: felt-
2: I don't,
1: I don't know. It's like I was saying earlier, I just feel like, So much happened, and then also nothing happened. I it's almost like the first Dune movie. Like it was good. Like a lot happened, but also I know, especially because Nick has read the Dune books, it's just a setup for the next Dune two movie. So in my mind, it it knocks it a couple points. So
2: in fairness, um, I believe you could chalk that up to a couple things while. The screenwriters Jaffa and Silver did claim that Rise had a lot of Easter egg leading to the second film. I don't believe they thought they were going to get to make a second movie. I really don't think anybody thought that was going to happen until it made as much money as it did. That's so fair. then I believe they tried to adapt two movies worth of stuff in – or three movies worth of stuff in two movies because you've got to set up the war that you – because that's where I think they wanted to go, right, Is a, is a real human conflict. Right. And – even when I was trying to be devil's advocate here, I will admit that the redundant conflict conflict with apes, apes no longer trust us, convince apes to trust. Oh no, we betray trust, Apes mad convince apes to trust us again. We betray trust again. right and it's that's pretty redundant.
1: right mm-hmm. I
2: think, however, the dialogue of the film, specifically the performances from Jason Clark and Andy Circus, are enough to move those storylines along without feeling too redundant. It's tough, but I think they, they it's written well enough that I can look past it because there's enough of a enough of a nuance in each different scene. And also because Jason Clark's really great. Yeah. And Kerry Russell's really great. Yeah. And talk about the CGI for a moment. What an improvement from the twenty eleven film, by the way. Even though I don't think I think you guys said it, it doesn't look super dated. I think this is a significant step forward in how this film looks, just visually. I I love this movie.
0: I really about. like it. I'm not gonna say I love it, but I like it. Oh, really? I really like it.
2: What, what do you? What do you? What
0: do you not? What do you dislike? That means you can't love it. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't love it, but I really like it.
1: Can't bag yourself up. Wow, incredible. Oh, okay.
0: But it's not like well, I mean, like you know, there's well, just like, movie. Like, there's some movies that you really like, but you're uh, like, yeah. you don't love it.
1: You got on to Cameron two weeks ago when he said he couldn't Uh-oh. give The Social Network a ten out of ten. And then couldn't sometimes back it up for a second there. You just
2: can't sometimes. But you, but you got onto this camera about that.
1: Yeah. Sorry. So you, oh, this wow. is why Josie's here. Hypocrite. I don't think I'm
0: being hypocritical here. There's just some like, Alex, Coco. Do you love Coco? I've never seen Coco. Okay. Good Will hunting. You don't like Goodwill hunting. Just, I My point is now. like you can. We can both watch a movie and we'd be like that was really good, but you end up liking it more than me. That's fair. Like Children of Men. I, I that movie's pretty good. I though. love Children of Men. I, I, I love that movie too. I'm not gonna okay. lie. Okay, f- I give up. You <laughs> give up my point point though. The
2: truth is, Davis, I just like all movies, and you're just being a, being all negative over there.
1: <laughs> no, come back, Davis. Don't go. For the listeners, Davis has now sat back in a seat with his arms crossed, and is no longer next to the microphone anymore. He's oh, on his he's phone. He's picked up his. Phone. No, Davis. This is a hallmark sign of Davis. The past Davis- ben is this Carroll. on the bingo card? would you believe me if I said yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would one hundred percent one thousand percent that's hilarious, Davis, please come back, come on, come on, please.
1: He's you now know, holding his hand. you're not to being his negative come back winning that he can't hear anybody
2: um, you can hear me, I'm sorry well, thank you, oh, Alice. There uh, is. There you I know go. that I know it was like pulling teeth for you it but... was pulling teeth, a lot of teeth, um. After he has the release, no teeth now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After the release of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, director Rupert White of the original film commented on a possible sequel, saying that again, I think we ended with certain questions, which is quite exciting. Screenwriter and producer Rick Jaffa also stated that Rise featured several clues to future sequels. "Quote: I hope that we're building a platform for future films. We're trying to plant a lot of seeds for a lot of the things that you were talking about in terms of the different apes and so forth." End quote. an interview recorded after the release, White also stated we wanted to grow and evolve in the films that will hopefully come after this to the 68 original in November of 2011 Andy Serkis was the first to be announced to having closed a deal for a sequel to rise it was reported to be a healthy seven-figure deal from to reprise his role as Caesar whoa that's a lot of money and then in May 15th of 2012 it was announced Scott Z Burns had been hired to do rewrites on the original screenplay by rise writers Jaffa and Silver and then the film's title was given. However, on September 17, 2012, there are reports that director Wyatt was considering leaving the sequel due to his concern that a May 2014 release would not give him enough time to make the film properly. And then, only a few weeks later, Cloverfield director Matt Reeves was confirmed to replace him. Reeves had been working on developing a new Twilight Zone film, but then he moved on to do this one instead. I also think, I think this film builds on a lot of where the first film lost it for me and the fact that I think it Humanizes the apes in a way where they're actually distinguishable. In terms of the original film, it's kind of like, oh, Koba has the scar. Mm-hmm. That's the guy with the scar. Or oh, Rocket is sort of like. Even when I was watching with Megan and Sutton, they were like, wait, who's that guy? Rocket was naked. He had any hair? Exactly. Man, man's had was going bald, unfortunately. Well,
1: that's because, sorry, IMDb again. Their their thinking is that he has alopecia. Mm. Oh. So. Oh. To skip again, I'm sorry, but in War for the Planet of the Apes, there's Bad Ape. Yeah. Um, He's completely naked, but that is because he's old, like very old, so he's lost his hair. But they're saying that Rocket has alopecia, which is why he's oh. got like less hair. And then his son, Ash, yes. he has white marks on him, and that's also Hence a sign of alopecia.
2: Hence the name, guys.
3: Incredible.
2: Yes, ash, yeah, there you go. I just think it really gives them a lot more to do in this one, obviously, I think in the first one it was kind of the Caesar Marie show, and then everybody else is just kind of there, where this one definitely takes a lot more time to do that. i just I really love the whole opening, like you said, Davis, that um entire like news footage compiling. Some people hate those. I like those honestly. I do like those it's it's, it's a fun building. it's a
0: fun exposition piece, the last of us right after the main section does that. It plays the music and it does, like, the, the newscasts, like, the the game. Oh, yeah, okay, I was going to say. It does the newscast of, like, what's happening. Like, it catches you up without it being really bad exposition. And speaking of really bad exposition, to jump ahead again, War for Planet Apes has a really bad exposition early on in the movie. We'll get to that when we get to we will, that. We will,
2: we will certainly get to that. I, I think fair. And it was... I- very I bad. I'm, I'm normally pretty good at being part of the exposition It was bad enough that I was police.
0: like, I, I said, I went. That's exposition police. Oh no.
2: I, I, I like to think I've been pretty aware since, since we've talked about that in full, but I guess not. I just really like the way that it sets it up, and I really like. I think even, even later on when Maurice and Caesar are talking about where they've seen the humans, like it feels organic enough. Yeah. Where like they're explaining that they haven't seen the humans in two months or in two years, two and it's years. been teri- ten years, mm-hmm. but it. It just feels organic enough, which is a credit to the motion capture team, by the way, because again, they look great. Let's look just good? say it right now. Give Andy Serkis his Oscar nomination. Yeah. Dang it. I agree. Where, like, I, I seriously and honestly, I'm going to say this because I hate Hollywood. So I'm going to say it. Oh. I really think they're just not giving him his recognition because you don't want to give recognition to a guy that can take you out of the job because when there's motion capture tech, why do you need actual people when you can just CGI characters to pieces over and over and over again? It's a question to be had.
1: It is a question to be had.
2: And Andy Serkis has moved that entire medium forward because I don't know how familiar you are with the career of Andy Serkis, Josie. But have you seen? You've seen Lord of the Rings? At least.
1: He's he's the one that wants the ring. He's he Gollum. Was, that's yeah. correct. I can remember his name. And then
2: and then he also plays King Kong in the two thousand five King Kong. I did movie. read that he's there been, been in a
1: lot of motion capture monk. Not sorry. Excuse me. Ape
2: movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not going to come through the door and destroy you. He might. Oh my god, he's outside! No! no! <laughs> oh my god, he's here, guys, guys. Um, and I think, even more so, he also then did Planet of the Apes. He also was Snoke in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's that that's a very big one. And then he also made an appearance in Andor as just a character. That was, was he was cool. Baloo and Mowgli. He, oh right, right. He's pretty much the motion capture guy. Give him his award. Give him like the Cecil B. DeMille oh, Award, or whatever all, the heck.
0: Here's one for you, oh. mate. He's uh, Captain Haddock in Tintin. I haven't
2: seen Tintin. It's actually pretty good. Really?
0: It's, it's fine. He's King Kong and King Kong. He's Snoke. He's Caesar. And, exactly. of course, he's Goll- Gollum's probably his best one. I, just how iconic Gollum is. Gollum is, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. and then Caesar's second best. As I, someone
1: who hasn't seen the movie but still but knows like, Gollum. But, like, you know and, Gollum. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, I I, I, I think it's just, just the amount of, like, physical the acting he had to do to be Gollum as well. I think you got to give it to Gollum.
2: That's true. There like there's the, there's a time when they like had him he like put on a little gray suit and was running around in the water cuz he rec- that's okay, yeah. insane
0: CGI by the way to
2: do that. I'm just biased to Caesar because I I think he's so expressive and I think the reason I appreciate his performance in these is cuz you can see as the visual effects improved his expressiveness grew and that's a lot of a credit to what Circus was doing behind the camera cuz that's not that's face tracking. That's not the artist just going in post production saying we want Caesar to be angry in this scene. That is Andy Circus emoting whatever he can emote through this entire motion capture rig that he is wearing. Mm-hmm. I just I love this movie and
0: I think it is I don't know. I, motion capture's come a long way. It yeah. has. They should it, not put the points on your face if you didn't know. They, back they, when he was doing Gollum, they did, like now they do the points on your face so they can track where each part yeah, of your but face when he, is. I they mean, do it back when he did Gollum it
2: was just we're going to figure it out, guys. Yeah. And it ends up being just incredible. I
0: think I might watch Lord of the Rings this week.
2: Oh, man. Well, Dave, we were talking about the four hour and 11 minute extended edition going to be in theaters soon.
3: Mm, I don't know
2: if I, um, handle, I don't, yeah, There we, has to be an intermission in there. Yeah, for me. I, cer- I certainly hope so for all of us involved. I just, I really think one of the reasons that this movie is one of my favorites is because I am not obsessed, because that sounds stupid. But, oh, Keep going, Alex. Um, I think it's time to be real, everybody. It was. It is time to be real. I am a huge fan of movies that make you believe the characters are who they are, if that makes any sense. Is is Davis being real? I am.
1: Davis, you have a be real? Oh, I knew that. Never mind. I do. I
0: just don't use it very often
2: anymore. Well, it's time to be real right now, Davis, so clearly you're being real enough. Oh, He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. There's anyway, nothing
1: realer than this podcast.
2: Clear, clearly not. And we're, we're going to make that new tagline. Thank you, Jesse. You're
1: so welcome. And
2: I really like movies that can make your characters feel how they're supposed to be. Which, what I mean by that is, how many times have we watched superhero movies where the superheroes don't actually feel larger than life?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the the events don't actually... F- but with this one, I believe that Caesar is him, man. No, like, Caesar's I, awesome. He's like, yeah. he, he is the, like, I love, oh my gosh, one of my favorite scenes of any of them is when everybody's like grumbling about do about the humans. He just sticks up his hand and it's just dead. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a word. He's so cool. He's so I think his cool. coolest
0: scene for just how imposing it is, is in the third one when they have the soldiers captured and they wa- and he walks in to like, go talk to the captured soldiers. And I and cannot, just stops. I cannot wait
2: to talk about that in a moment. I, I, lo- I just think the, both these movies do such a great job of making you believe. Oh, he's, 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 he's that dude. Mercy. Exactly. He's that dude throughout the whole movie. And I think it. I love when they stroll up to um, the colony and he speaks for the first time and they're just like, oh, my God. Every
0: time they speak and nobody expects it. I just love scenes where they're like, what? I, like
2: when he said, go, and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I love everything about that, just the way they write him and the way they shoot him as this imposing. And I, and I especially love it when they juxtapose it with him being humanized when his wife is sick. And you're like, He's like, you know, he's he's a lot weaker for a moment, and that's a nice detail that they allow him to be a human character. However, he should not have lived, by the way. That man fell who knows how many hundreds of feet. Was it not into water?
0: No.
1: No,
2: he's like in the forest. I Maybe mean, he's just in the
0: dirt. He probably hit a tree. Okay, and uh Nathan Drake survived that in Uncharted. That's a video game dude. Oh, I just sorry. I just got like a food craving that popped in my mind. What food? I don't I'm trying to place it. What? This might sound weird. It was like some, it's some sweet treat just popped in my brain. I haven't had it in probably twenty years. Joseph said you were bringing brownies.
1: They, they're in the car. Uh, I left them in the car. I'm uh, sorry. I literally. It's okay. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I brought them. They're in Jolks car, and I have a plastic bag that just, just two brownies. I cut specifically to bring in here, and I completely forgot about them because I was so I, you, for I haven't this. eaten all
0: day. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get something to eat. I'm gonna get something after the show. Okay. There you go,
2: Davis. Also, I okay. want I want I want to, to lead. I, I want to tie into what you said earlier about the beginning of this movie because when we finished Rise, um, Megan and Sutton both kind of were like, "Oh, um, that now they're going to have to f- humans are going to have to fight the virus and the apes." And in the beginning is like, "No, nope, the humans lost. Yeah, they just they, they lost. They, lo- they lost, guys. There is no there is no stop the virus storyline here. It's just a, we're done. I think that's more interesting. I agree, especially like I love the the specific dialogue where it's like, anybody that wasn't killed by the virus is going to die in the fighting. So maybe this is it." Mm. That mm. was just
1: it was hard hitting stuff. I just ugh. it was so topical for what was this twenty fourteen? Yes.
2: No, tw- er, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was
1: like, this is how did they pull direct quotes from twenty twenty? Like even the politicians when they were talking, I was like, how? What? I
0: don't know. Pandemics are nothing new.
1: They're not anything new, but you fighting know.
0: S- fighting monkeys or apes is though. Yeah. That's something new.
1: We've never had a simian flu, have we?
0: Mm, Monkeypox? No. That, well. I mean, there's not, I don't think there's been many diseases that have jumped from monkeys.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that'd be harder to Or viruses, fight.
0: rather. It's not a disease. That's my, that's a nomenclature thing I messed up. Semantic, oh, there you go. Semantic mistake. Semantics, It's obviously
2: Semantics. Um, I also think that I like how it kind of resets the board at the beginning where it brings Kobe into view in the first scene. So it's like, okay, let's remember who this guy is. Mm hmm. I also really enjoy how Maurice is teaching the children, and then all the ape rules are written on the wall. Again, yeah. nice exposition. They don't tell us the rules. I mean, they mention it throughout the movie because it's a heavy theme, but they don't exactly tell us. And then um, even further down the line, what about that whole final battle? Obviously, we got we got some issues about things not happening, but when things do happen, what do we think about that entire final 40 minutes of where it's just a war in the streets and the apes just charge ahead on the horses with machine
0: guns? It's pretty cool. I love it. Also, Gary Oldman's in this movie, man. We I think about this. I think it would have been better if it wasn't Gary Oldman. Really? Yeah. You don't like Gary He's Oldman? Fine. No, I love Gary Oldman. But well, like, what do you think, though? I just feel like if you like how they had Jason Clark or whatever his name was. Jason Clark. Like, he's not a huge actor. Like, if you had Tom Cruise in that role, you'd be like, oh, it's Tom Cruise. The whole movie, I was like, oh, it's Gary Oldman. And same in the third one, I was like, oh, it's Woody Harrelson. Right, it almost distracts from the protagonists, which are yes. the CGI characters, yes. the apes.
2: Okay, that's that's a fair criticism
0: that I haven't thought of before. I do think they like, do he's, a good job of almost hiding. Fine. No, he does Gary fine Oldman. in it. But, like, the whole time, like, Gary Oldman is here, and I, he could do a lot more with this role. Yeah, because they but, also kind of hide it behind. And, like, you get such a big actor to do, like, this understated role who's not really in it a lot which is fine I don't have an issue with that I just feel like it could have been better if you had like not Michael Shannon we had we joked about Michael Shannon but like I feel like he's also I don't know who you get Jason Clark fits I bet better I can figure out. someone out
2: alright alright Davis you go ahead and figure it out I also just want to shout out that shot of when Koba takes over the tank and it, the camera just spins you know what I'm talking about Sam Rockwell ooh we love Sam Rockwell obviously we're a little biased Josie you know you remember what Sam am talking about no really no? When What's he tricks this? the
1: guys
0: by acting all nice. and he's No, no, no. That, that one's funny.
2: Thing. They, that they one's did that like in the ad scene. campaign a lot. That was like a big trailer for it um, oh. during it. They also, again, did Plague Inc. Like I said, no. So in during like the war when um, Koba and them are attacking the human colony, the humans come out with a tank and then Koba jumps in and steals oh, it. And then the camera is just yes. on the spinning. I know
1: exactly what you're talking about. I yeah. love that shot. That was really that cool. Shot.
2: It's just yeah. so creative and inventive. And I appreciate... Doing more than just doing wide shot battle scene, wide shot, wide shot, which is you know, Marvel. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say such such mean things, but any any other things you want to say about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes before we move on to the third and final installment in the trilogy, guys?
1: Did we think Malcolm was a Christ figure? I was watching this movie with oh. Annie, my friend, and she was like, "He's dressing all white. I think he's gonna die." And I was like, "Actually, oh, Jason Clark's character. Yeah, yeah sorry." Forgot I'm supposed to be referring. No,
2: to no, actors. no. We,
0: I, I knew who you meant. Davis just didn't because he's on his phone. Anyway, I'm I'm formulating the plan to get the cats back to their owner, Alex. If that's okay with you, I suppose it's okay with me. Davis, <laughs> continue into the
2: into the Christ figure, like you said.
1: I don't know. He was just the only one to be empathetic to the quote unquote others. Like there were just a lot of signs like that. I don't know. Even in War for the Planet of the Apes, I was like, this is just getting even more biblical. I don't know. So
2: Caesar is very much, well, I don't know if Caesar's Jesus, but somebody's Jesus in that movie.
1: We, we can talk about it when we get to we, that movie, we, we ser- but we that's will. just something we kind of took note of. And also, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the air, but my friend Annie called Alexander, who is the kid of Malcolm, um. Um, James Charles- that was funny. Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. Well, okay, well, you're going to bleep it, it post-recording.
2: Post oh, make recording, no mistake about so. it. We will. We we will, in fact, okay. Be
1: that. Okay, but that was just a funny comment that she had, and I, I could help a laugh.
2: See, I, I, I would I would hate on that guy, but his entire bond with Maurice was why I came to see this movie. I love Maurice. He's my favorite character. I love He's Maurice so, well. or even though Even though played by a woman, so Maurice is she. I don't believe so. I don't know. They never, they never explain one way or the other, do they? It doesn't really matter. doesn't really matter they. anyway. They, yes. We love Maurice. Maurice we love Maurice. Awesome.
1: I'm not, I'm not, this is not a point against Maurice. This is a point against the son, Alexander, the one with the book.
2: No, I know. I know. I just, I just, I just, I just like the dynamic that is created between oh, Maurice and, love, and the yeah. kid. I think that's just, it's just cool. Yeah. And it's just very, it's very fitting of where the movie goes for the third film, I think. Because Reeves clearly had an idea in mind of where he wanted to take it. I would with Maurice, easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, he's cool. He's so cool He's so cool. funny. Sorry, yes. Sorry. Also, what about the use of Maurice's one and only line Run? in two movies? I loved that. Wait, Even wait. when I, yeah, exactly. He, that's the that's the only thing he says. He says "run," and that's his only line of dialogue in two movies.
1: Oh, right. And yes. then the third one, he does say. More, he does say "run." That's I, I, how I was predicted he was gonna say.
2: I was like, Maurice's about to say something. Exactly, but it's awesome because it's built up, yeah. so it's cool. I love it. Love it all. Anyway, yeah. um, what other things do we have to say before we wrap up this discussion on Don the Planet of the Apes? Any, I really like the you? world
0: building, and I kind of like the world building for the third one a little bit more, though. Yeah, I, th-
2: I think it, I think it does it really well. I think that's re- one of Reeves' strongest suits, even
0: once seeing the Batman. Yeah. That's definitely one of his best. You things. seen the Batman, Josie? I have. There you go.
1: Also, Caesar and Koba—that's just the Lion King, is it not?
0: No, no. This, this all this this whole trilogy is just Shakespeare, in a way. Think about it. Like, his his right-hand man betrays him because he's trying to protect him in a way. That's just like, like a Shakespeare yeah. story. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's Shakespearean. It's not, like, based on Shakespeare, but it has, like, Shakespeare themes is what I'm saying. I suppose so. Like, the story of a great leader named Caesar True. and has his right-hand man betray him in a roundabout way to actually protect him and the apes. And then Caesar has to kill him at the end to protect the apes. But he regrets doing it because he's an ape. You don't want to kill apes. That's like that sounds like a Shakespeare story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh!
2: You just reminded me of that. Reminded me of the scene when he finds the camera and watches old. Oh, View.
1: I
0: liked that you got to. I, I like that. Oh, it was so cool.
1: Apparently, James Franco did not know that he made a cameo in the movie. Yeah. And was like, I don't think they asked me for permission. <laughs> which, funny. which,
2: which? So actually, when they were doing um post rise like press, they were like, "Oh, you're gonna be in the next one." He's like, "Um, I'm dead." Like yeah. like James Franco was like, um, our characters were exposed to the virus. Like first and foremost, they are yeah. absolutely dead, dead. Which is because even even like yeah, because yeah, I mean you they can even see go see
1: the X on the house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So
2: they're 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 gone, man. I loved that they went back to that, and I just again, I really can't get over the visual effects. It's blended so well in this movie because there's so many more human interactions, and it doesn't look bad which again makes me disgusted having watched Ant-Man Quantumania but I want <laughs> apocalyptic
0: world building some of the coolest world build, world building and when you've got a great director especially like The Last of Us like there's like markings on all the buildings and stuff in the game and stuff it's so cool
2: the details in this film are incredible and I really just love like the old gas station they drive by yeah. and and they play the music exactly of- it's all so so good and even and I even think you know Just every line of dialogue does a pretty good job of that. So why don't we go ahead and rate Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, unless we have anything else to say. I guess one of
0: four out of five, and my review said, not enough monkey business. Not enough monkey business. Yep. Jesse?
1: 7.5. That's fair. It was still good. Like, Caesar was even better this time. So I give
0: it an 8, basically, is what I did.
2: That's fair. I give it an 8.5. I don't care. I love this movie. I love the opening. I love the whole paint on their faces. They're in the trees. I just love the mythos that they're able to add to the characters. I just think that's a lost art in movies nowadays with so many incredible superhero movies that just don't, they don't feel like superheroes. We were talking about a recent movie in the podcast, Davis, where we talked about a film that did that well. Do you remember which one it was? The Mythos? Yeah, like, like, like I, I want to say it was Infinity War because they made Thor actually feel like a god for one movie. But maybe it, I want to say it was something else.
1: That sounds right.
2: But anyway, I just like movies that are able to do that because it seems like not a common thing. Oh, the Batman does it really well. Matt Reeves oh. is really good at that. Oh,
0: that whole opening scene in the Batman where they're all terrified of the dark. Exactly! It's one of the best openings to a movie ever. One of the
2: all time great character building scenes without the character on screen. It was. Uh, I might.
0: I need to watch that scene. I'm gonna watch the Batman. I haven't watched Batman since it came out. I've seen it four times. So- all in theater. So, I mean, like, I'm sure I'll watch it again and still love it. But Lord, like- have
2: mercy. That is extensive.
1: It's a three-hour movie. I know. He said that on the on the show.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I saw it with different people. I didn't go alone. Sorry, oh. Josie. I've done 70 episodes here. Might I don't remember every time it I, word that, for word. Every time I My be,
1: bad for just listening to my friend. If I listen
2: on two times speed, I'm sure I'd remember it too. Every time.
1: <laughs> I feel like if listening two times speed means I should not be able to really comprehend everything that I hear. The okay, fact God, that I'm okay, able God. to hear everything.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay guys. Okay, guys. Sorry. I was just going to say. Josie, give you back back. Davis
2: in the bickering field. I know. I'm
0: being zen today. Just to get back on track yeah. <laughs> um, I was saying that I'd just be like hey you want to go see the Batman and someone would be like yes I'm like okay let's go see it and I saw it four <laughs> times because of that I Tremendous. saw it all at once twice because of that you saw what? Everything Everywhere All at Once Oh, I you saw, saw it in theaters, theaters. Yeah, two times in theaters I didn't see it in theaters I've seen I've it three times myself hmm. I've, oh. I might have watched it tonight you
2: haven't?
1: I've seen it once oh, yeah. but I haven't seen it. I would love how to watch it how many movies are you going to
2: watch tonight Davis?
1: he's got a, got a long break. list of movies he's going to watch spring. for spring break spring break
2: man enjoy it including
1: The phase four of MCU, right? Is that where we're at in the podcast?
2: Yes. You'll Uh, live. We'll be all right. We'll survive. I think Jacob Hillman will be joining us. That'll be pretty cool. Exhilarating. Exactly. Now on to the last film in the trilogy before they're giving it a fourth one, Merce. Oh, oh, also, one last note. It lost both, both Best Visual Effects categories at the BAFTAs and at the Oscars. What film did it lose to?
1: Interstellar.
0: Is that right? Has she seen the notes?
1: No. Oh, how'd, you
0: know? how'd you know that? She either guessed or she saw it on the IMDb trivia. I
1: no, yeah, no, it was not on IMDb. I looked it up because I was like, they look pretty good here. Did I, they? And then on um, Amazon Prime it says Oscar nominee, and I was like, oh, who'd you lose to? Mm, and then yes. it is
2: Interstellar, Interstellar, which of course there it, a, it, it didn't a stand player. a dang yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah no,
1: that was completely understandable. It to didn't stand no, me. a dang Black
0: chance. <laughs> Let's get to this next movie. I gotta go take these. Cats I'm trying to think right of what right my
2: bit. quote that I like from that movie, but I can't think of one. Anyway, Camp.
0: Camp. Camp. we gotta go faster, Camp. It's not.
2: It's not possible. No, it's, necessary. it's <laughs> necessary. Anyway, um, War for the Planet of the Apes stars Andy Serkis as Caesar, Woody Harrelson as the Colonel. He doesn't even have a name in this movie, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Steve Zahn as. Bad Ape, awesome. Toby as Keble as as Koba in a flashback sequence. Two flashback sequences. Two flashback sequences. Go Gabriel Shavaria as Preacher, Judy back as Cornelia, Karen Koneval as Maurice, love it, Terry Notary as Rocket, Michael Adam Adamthwaite as Luca, Ty Olsen as Red, Devin Dalton as Cornelius, Sarah Canning as Lake, Alex Paunovic, Paunovic as Winter, directed by Reeves, written by Bomback and Reeves. When director Reeves and screenwriter Bomback came on board to helm Dawn, the film already had had a release date, which led to an accelerated production schedule. However, with the third installment, Fox wanted to give the duo plenty of time to write and make the film. Taking advantage of this, the two bonded with each other more than before. In the interview from Dawn, Reeves talked about the inevitable war Caesar would have with the humans. As the story continues, we know that war is not avoided by the end of Dawn. This is going to take us into the world of what he is grappling with, where he is going to be thrust into circumstances that he never, ever wanted to deal with and was hoping he could avoid. Also, apparently, after this film, Reeves and Baumbach just went and watched all kinds of movies, and they were inspired heavily by it when writing War for the Planet of the Apes. And then Sir... Saracen and Giacchino are both back for cinematography and score, and it's just another really good score. I like this one a lot better than the other two films combined, I think Saracen does a great job. It got released on July 14th, 2017. It's the longest of the trilogy at two hours and 20 minutes. It's the most expensive at $152 million budget, but bit of a box office disappointment grossing just $490.7 million. War for the Planet of the Apes, the finale, the grand finale, but big marketing really. campaign, but not really, depending on how... How you how you view it? I still really like this movie.
0: I think it's really good. Pretty I think, good. I, I have more issues with this one.
2: I do. I do. I, do I, did, too. Really like it, I yeah. did really like it though. Yeah. I I just the way I would compare my opinion on these movies is the same in the fact that almost how I view the parts of the Caribbean trilogy sort of because I really just love them that I look past mistakes and critiques that I would have elsewhere. Like for example, I know that this film is. Weak at times, it's a bit of a mixed tone. I just, I don't care. I just really enjoy really it, no matter what. But what, Josie?
1: I don't know. I, for me, this is the one I like the best. So I'm kind of shocked. Interesting. Did
0: you like Bad Ape? He's I very he was controversial. Funny. I, I liked Bad Ape. What's? I liked him just because I like Steve Zon. I think Steve Zon's really funny.
2: I think, like, I thought it was okay. He's so, a dad so, diver
0: with the kid. Yes, he is. Come on, get happy. Why is General Grant on the Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> He's so like he's just hilarious. Like he's so funny. He, he pretty much
2: carries that movie to the finish line, and then carries the sequel also to the finish line. And the prequel.
0: Oh Jesus! Anyway, Everyone's fine. those those three are good. So you no. Know. with the original cast. Okay, yeah, they did they did remake good. it though with the yeah or, I haven't or, seen that one with the shown in
2: it, and it's just horrible. And she's the anyway. Um, enough about that. So, I want to talk about, before we get into that and sort of the disagreements, maybe, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Davis' exposition
0: police moment. When? Oh, my goodness. So, when they catch Preacher, and they have him like, they have all the prisoners of war, and they have him, and Caesar goes to talk to him, he's like, you're Caesar. My colonel said to do this, and that you were going to do this, and that this happened because of this. And my colonel said this, and this, and this. And then he goes, how did you hear that? Or whatever. Like, it was, like, bad. I don't know. No. Alex. I...
2: I'm pulling it up. I know what the line is. He's like, you're Caesar. And We've you're doing this for for so and long. this and this and this. Someone We've been looking you, for you. Be you've be been.
0: He's like, my colonel said you are in a hidden compound up in the woods. And you've been, you're trying to kill us all. Uh, it was bad. Okay, I I just you could have okay. done all of that without okay. him saying it directly.
2: Admittedly, I was still riding the high of that entire opening scene being so awesome, and like you said, the part when Caesar walks up and the apes oh, are like a, reaching a out to touch him scene. like he's Jesus. I love that scene so very much. I,
0: I, uh... Maybe
1: I'm controversial. I mean, I think there was a different way they could have gone about that, but I didn't. It wasn't memorable to me. Like, that's how much it wasn't a problem for me. I don't know. Especially because,
2: again, I think, like, I may have said, and you might agree with this since you do like this one the most, you said, the whole opening scene with, like, the battle between the two and then Caesar walking up and just... Yeah, that was
1: so cool. They treat
2: him like he's Jesus and he's just walking and he's older and, of course, they show you his face and it looks so much better again. The CGI in this movie is unbelievable. He looks like he's there. Seeing
1: the jumps in CGI from the first one to the second one to the third one, it was... It was really exciting. The
2: textures in this movie on their fur and on their wrinkles are just, like, unbelievably good.
1: Right, yeah. It's
2: So, how I would describe it is, like, I think the th- the first one is, you know, revolutionary. The second one, they are more, obviously, CGI characters, and they, like, have texture to it. But this one, they just look like they're there for some yep. of the shots. Some of them, I'm like, oh, that's a practical character. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, it's actually entirely made via digital effects. And it's just, I... I really like this. Josie, you said you really, really like this. Why is this one the one that stands out for you the
1: most? So for me, I think it's because there were a lot of themes I could pick up on a lot easier this time around. So especially like biblical themes. Caesar in this one is almost Moses and Jesus at the same time. Do you have something to say, Davis? Yeah, I
0: watched the clip and he goes, You're him. You're Caesar. We've been looking for you for so long. The colonel said you had a hidden compound, but we couldn't find it. We all started to think you were dead, but the colonel said you'd be out here somewhere. That I'm, is bad. I'm fine with it. It's, no, that is terrible. It's kind
1: of funny. I like that is
0: such a bad. Like you could have you could have said all of that without that one guy. You could have been like, we thought. Okay, okay. Just something instead of him saying all of that. I think terrible. I think
2: it could have been broken up. I think like you you. I think you definitely include the detail of some of us thought you might be dead cause I think that's just a good line of adding to the mythos. Or you could have I been like, agree.
0: you're like you're him. We. I didn't think you were real. That's all you need. I that's agree. Okay. You fair, 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 fair. I just
2: love the whole scene overall, I, and I love the fact when the other oh, yeah, eight speaks up. Yeah, and then the rest up, is yes.
0: That's the rest, all is the rest, is a... rest of that good, except that one yeah, line. Okay.
2: I, I was like, what so the, the hell? reason that they did that, um, if I may speak from the I perspective want Josie of to finish what she was saying. Oh yeah. First. Sorry, Josie. Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead and no, finish no, no, no. this thought, and we can talk about. Yeah, true. Because we can leave
2: this in the dust. I'll just say it's because they write up on the screen. The writing explains all of that, but I think they're like. Oh, American audience is dumb. They're not going to have read what we put on screen. But they which, could have gotten I all
0: that across without Fair. being in such a bad Fair. exposition dump.
2: Outside of that, the whole opening 25 minutes of this movie is amazing. And they have anyway, the Donkeys Josie, and stuff. That's a very cool. World so, so incredible world building. All of it. Even like hearing the colonel via radio for a moment, I'm glad they include that just so it sets him up even briefly. Yeah. Anyway, Josie, on to your point about the biblical reference and the fact that Caesar is multiple, multiple sort of... Mythos in one. Yeah,
1: it was kind of crazy. Um, First of all, the apes are crucified on X's, So, like what, St. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, like, that was almost a jump scare for me. I was like, whoa, first of all, that's kind of crazy. Um, Not to spoil the end, but Caesar is leading his people out from where they were slaves into the promised land. But he never quite makes it there because he dies before he's really able to experience it. There's that. It I don't man, I don't know. It he was He turns
0: water into wine at one point. Yeah. Okay,
1: listen. <laughs> um, when he is crucified quote unquote in front of all of the other people, like they splash water on his face, which yeah. apparently was supposed to be warm, but it ended up being cold, so Andy Circus had like a really genuine reaction, like that was true shock. That's cool. And they were going to do it again. But he was like, "No, it it, it helps me do what I needed to do. So and we're set."
2: I thought that shot, like that's what was so amazing to me about this movie. More like that shot specifically, the way like they're able to create these characters in this environment and blend them with snow hitting them and with the yeah. water. Like that shot they put the water on him, it looks so phenomenal. Good. I like that's one of my favorite shots in the whole movie because obviously the characters look great. Period, but when they blend them with those environments, it still looks mm-hmm. so good and that's what really makes it stand out. I agree with you on the, all those points. In fact, a little fun fact. Our boy Michael Giacono, who wrote an ama- I mean, in my opinion, this is I think his best score, the theme for the girl and um, for Nova and uh, Maurice is really good. So, for Caesar, Giacchino had wrote a few emotional pieces that would focus on the character's emotional side with Reeves' idea on turning Caesar into a sort of mythical and historical character and referred him to Exodus or Moses.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Several themes were created on character dynamics. His relationship with Nova and a theme for the colonel had been produced into that process. So...
1: That Catholic school teaching was really hitting hard in my brain.
2: Clearly, Matt Reeves uh, picked up on some of those things and brought it to the forefront with this entire movie. Uh, this movie is heavily criticized. For one, I think it was marketed poorly. So for example, we talked about the marketing of the of the second film, Plague Inc., all the T V spots. This one had like a contest where you could be like a a extra ape, like wearing all the rig gear and play one of the characters apparently. But I think the film marked it as a war and the movie's not a it's not a war movie. You know, it's it's a war at the very end and a war at the very beginning. it's, but like it's,
0: a, it's more of a prisoner of war escape. It's movie. like yeah, it's like it's more of it's like Schindler's List meets Shawshank. It's like The Great Escape. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's better actually. It is so kind of Schindler's List that. when it obviously was inspired by when the colonel's standing up on like from the the bird's eye view looking down on him. That's yeah. Schindler's List.
2: That's fair. I haven't seen Great Escape in fairness, so I, I, I couldn't draw on that as a comparison. It has
0: um, Steve McQueen, but also yeah, it it has. Does. It has Richard Attenborough, but also has oh. the guy that plays the doctor in Halloween. Oh, um,
2: the guy. Oh,
0: my gosh. What's his name? What's Donald his name? something, right? Donald Pleasance. Yep. There you go.
2: There you go with that one. But it does get a lot. I think I think it was marketed pretty poorly, and I think that probably hurt it because people expect it to be a war movie. And again, it is for the first 15 and the last 10.
1: Wait, you said Stephen McQueen?
2: Steve McQueen.
1: Steve McQueen. Is that the same person as Stephen R. McQueen?
0: Maybe.
2: No, wait. No, there's a Steve McQueen director.
0: Yeah, Steve McQueen the director directed uh 12 Years a Slave. Steve great McQueen movie. the actor was in The Great Escape Among Others and he died in a car crash.
1: Okay.
2: She's doing research.
1: Never mind then. Never mind then. Yeah.
2: I really think um I think those themes that you touched on Josie is a very very well-put point because again, it just adds so much to the Caesar character in this one and
1: Oh, in the Alpha Omega like, yep. come on, it's right there, you and know? And even
2: even then, um, I was reading about it. Oh, um, and when
1: uh, Colonel was talking to Caesar, and he was like, sorry for killing your son, but if he was going to inherit your unholy kingdom, like, hello? Like, it was all there. And
2: he literally then goes ahead and calls it a holy war, which may be a bit yeah. on the nose, but I'm fine with it because of the fact that the, like, they're clearly a cult, mm-hmm. obviously, and I love that first meeting between Caesar and the Colonel, and then the second one where... He explains like how, oh, at first, it was so tough to kill my son who had the virus, but then I killed the people that threatened to leave like he, he the leap from killing for survival to killing people that disagreed with me is such a you know that happens that 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 is mm-hmm. multiple war movies and movies of any of any kind like that have explored men in power and characters in power when they go a bit too far, and the leaps that they will make from one thing to another. I thought that was great, I thought just again. The fact that oh, it's just, it's so, so good. It also, again, it gives every character something to do. I thought the introduction of Luca, a character that is brought in and then killed subsequently an hour Was into Luca the movie. Is Luca
0: not the ape from the first movie? No, the ape from no, the first movie. No, I, yeah, I, 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 I cried
1: remember. when Luca died. Like, the fact that you're able to introduce <laughs> wrote, such
0: a character. I wrote in my notes, Golira, no. <laughs> a lot of zeros, or O's. Golira? Yeah, that's why I read gorilla.
2: <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. that's pretty what did your your uh, friend say about it, Josie? Cause this, one I just,
1: this one I just watched with Nick. It was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes that I watched with Annie and Nick and Connor. Oh, I'm yes.
2: a, I'm misunderstood. I misunderstood. Th- I thought she was talking about the last one. Okay, no, misunderstood. no, no,
1: no, no, not quite. She's the one that said the James Charles comment. Ah, okay. Yes. It all becomes clear, yes. doesn't it?
2: It all becomes very clear. And even more, you talked about, um, I guess, references this is not so much biblical as much as the fact that, according to Reeves, the treacherous ace being named Donkeys is a reference to the video
0: game character Donkey Kong.
1: Yeah, I like, read yeah, that. They, they
0: say, we, they're like, we got Kongs about.
1: Yeah. And then their code That's for like
0: Caesar like-
2: is King Kong is dead, which. Mm-hmm.
0: They killed Bright Eye, or they killed Blue Eyes instead. Yes, yeah. they did. Yes, they did. And, and that his wife, Cornelia. I didn't realize the wife had died at first. Yeah, I didn't either. That- and then also I didn't realize that the colonel had captured the entire convoy going to the desert. What do you mean? I just, I guess, I looked away when he said that. Oh. I was like, "Where are all these apes coming from?" And I realized when 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 Lake was there, I was like, "Oh, they captured." him. He's like, got "I got to get my son." I was like, "What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's over there."
3: I was like, um, "Another son?" Or
2: something? <laughs> I I really liked Davis. This is a, tr- a a question for both of you, especially you, since you've seen the Batman four times. Did you notice a uh, specific trend? I guess that Reeves picked carried with him to the Batman. It was when the Colonel invades the compound and Rocket takes out. Yes, the, 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 the soldier the, 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 the in the complete lighting, dark. The, the, yes, the gunfire serving as your light. I love so it good. when he did it in, in um the Batman. I was like, I did a backflip. Wait a minute, I didn't actually. I just no, did. do, Josie, do you remember what scene we're talking about?
1: This is this is in regards to Blue Eyes.
2: No, no, no. So in in War for the Planet of the Apes, when the Colonel and them invade the invade Caesar's home and whatnot. And they're all the soldiers are all going around. One of the soldiers is like in the dark and he turns off his light and then rocket attacks him, and the gunfire is the only thing oh, that lights up the room.
1: Yes, I love yeah. that shot. That's pretty good.
2: I think it's just so creative. and again, unique. I like it. Yeah. I like I like a film that takes a risk on this rather than just mm-hmm. being like traditional battle sequence lit up one way or the other. yeah, even like down to when the soldiers come and attack um the the the, the compound with the other soldiers. You don't really even see. You see, like, through binoculars. You, they don't, like, bring the a North camera. The Army? Yes, whatever. Yeah. So that's basically, as the film explains, that's the entire U.S. Army that's left is at that compound. And the colonel was an offshoot of that. Oh. The, so they sent the colonel and a regiment down to kill Caesar, and then the colonel went crazy, so the nor- the rest of the army came to take out the colonel. But I like how they, okay. don't, they don't, like, show us, them. they just show us, like, binoculars and missiles firing. Like, it's very much from the perspective of our characters, which is, again... Nice details all around. Mm -hmm. However, again, the film is get a lot of flack because people don't like Bad Ape, which I don't mind. I don't mind Bad Ape. I like Steve Zahn. Yeah,
1: I thought it was. And also, he that means that it kind of opens up the universe. Like, oh, that means other other apes. apes. Yeah, like, exactly. How did, he, yeah. how did he
0: learn how to talk? What did he say? No, he, he said
1: he learned it from the humans that he interacted with. Like okay. he just picked up on it in yeah.
0: that way.
2: Which yeah. that was I like that because that does set up the the future. Is how do the because obviously since all humans are carrying the disease, they pass it to the apes who then become smart because of said disease. Yes.
1: that's why he thinks his name is Bad Ape. Exactly. That's what they so them so it time. all
2: it all tracks. I don't mind it. I think it's an it's you know it's an homage to the goofiness of the earlier films because they were I mean guys people dressed up in ape costumes. It's, it's a little goofy, <laughs> so it's okay. But I do have an issue with the fact that the prison guards are kind of the dumbest guards of all time.
1: Yeah. What did they just find Winter's body and go, rut row? Guess he died. Like, what did they do with Winter's body? That's
2: a good question. I didn't even, I wouldn't even think about. I was talking about the fact that like the children could just climb over and nobody like l- notices that they're gone. I don't think they were looking out for that. Yeah, but but then they're they're not in the cage. David, one of them noticed
1: when Nova just walks in. I was uh, what? Yeah, that, <laughs>
2: yeah, that it was cool, and I like how Rocket then sacrifices himself. That was cool. Love
1: Rocket. Rocket, Rocket's so cool. I
2: like him. I do really like Rocket. Mm-hmm. He, he really gets a lot more to do in this film than the yeah. first two, which is. Which that's he was one of the casualties of I'd say this the second movie because like his son gets shot and that's kind of all that he has to do like he doesn't really do a whole lot else. Maurice is more of the character to shine in that one, and then mm-hmm. of course Maurice has an even better role in this one with the relationship with Nova, which is so
0: mm-hmm. so good. I just, what do you think of the disease thing in general? It's cool. It's, it's cool. it's cool. It's that is making him primitive.
2: It's a little bizarre because I don't know if well okay. I'll I'll say two things. One, if they want to lead into the original film, how do apes really take over humans if they become more primitive? I guess sure, fine, because there there really wasn't ever an explanation. It's like just the apes got smart. Okay, really, like humanity would win the war no matter. We see that because up until the end, the colonel and them are taking a two Caesar in the gang like the whole time. Once they have them in an open field, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of a leap for a disease that kills people. To suddenly go to oh it won't kill you just
0: neurologically, but they're immune. Think about this, think about this. It stemmed originally from Alzheimer's research. Ooh. So yeah. could it could it not be some form of like mutated like steroid Alzheimer's that like j- degenerates your brain super quick?
1: Yeah, I mean we saw with the I guess the dad yeah. of uh yeah. that he it returned pretty quickly and it made it even worse than it what it was previously. So I mean, it's not out of the question, yeah. you know what I mean? I was about
2: to say, Dr. Josie, we were going to ask you for your uh, your your thoughts and as an expert in the medical field.
1: Right, as someone that just got accepted and has no true formal training. That's right, Josie
0: got accepted in medical school, everybody! Oh my gosh! Yay. Thank, Thank you. You. In no small part, just through the lens. I'm just kidding.
1: No, but actually, though, when Alex, a couple of weeks ago, was thanking anybody that viewed their, like, not sorry, I keep saying viewed, like, so, Yeah, it's like, fine, it's fine. ...the listeners... And mentioned medical school interviews. That is because I had confided in Davis and Alex that I turned on their podcast to listen to it before, like, while I was getting ready for my med school interviews because I was so nervous. And I mean, I was doing the yoga, I was doing the breathing exercises, but like, I just needed a distraction or like something to keep my a mind off presence. of it. A calming presence. Alex and I, with yelling friends. At each other. yes.
2: The The calming presence of, of all calming presence. And it That's really perfect.
1: did help. Like By the time I got done getting ready and was getting ready to eat breakfast, I was, I don't know, significantly calmer. What especially... episodes you listen to? <sighs> I can't remember It doesn't
0: right matter. Now. You don't have to look it up. <laughs> Why
1: don't you ask the it question? Was, it I was, thought
0: you might know it off the top of her head. <sighs> otherwise, it doesn't really matter.
1: It was sometime oh, around the time of the interviews. I can totally find it. But, yeah, it was a good time. I I, I very much needed it. So, thank you. I think it was... Wait, hold on. This is January, January, February. Sorry. Dun, 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 dun. It was Knives Out. Because oh, that Finley! Because it came out funny. February 3rd. My fifth, my first interview was February 9th. And I was holding on to that one because, one, I had just seen Glass Onion. So it was fresh on the mind. And, two, those are two of my favorite movies, plus Finley, who I adore and I knew would be great in a podcast setting. Plus the already like the format that I already know and love, it was it was really the best for We thing were riffing, me. we were lots the, of the riffing. The glass onion, oh my god! It's gosh. a donut inside of it. That is a also donut. another favorite intro of mine. It was just so good. That was but yeah.
0: I, could, yeah, I could, and, I could, I, then, get, guys, and then Dave, the David Lynch pulled up, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. I
1: can't believe you got him in the set.
2: I mean, what, what, we, we do we do incredible things. Additionally, guys. Uh, circling back to this film, and Josie, this is only validating all of your um, thoughts, and also Davis's. Reeves and Bombach sought broader inspiration for films like The Bridge on the River Kwai and The Great Escape. Feeling there was need to imbue biblical themes and elements, they watched biblical epics like Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments. The influence and inspirations were made evident in the relationship between Caesar and Woody Harrelson's colonel, a military leader with pretensions toward godhood. Reeves has compared their relationship to the dynamic between Alec Guinness's British commander and Seshu. Hayakawa's prison camp colonel, in Bridge on the River Kwai. Another comparison is in Caesar's Journey to Find the Colonel flanked by a posse of close friends. The situation reads explicitly tied to Clint Eastwood's war- weary soldier in the outlaw Josie Wales. Influences from the film Apocalypse Now, notably Harrelson's character and his Alpha Omega faction being similar to Colonel Kurtz's renegade army, were also noted by several journalists. Harrelson also has acknowledged the similarities inspiration in the third act of the film, the words Apocalypse Now are written on the wall in the Colonel's prison camp.
0: Very fun. There
2: you go. There, there's, there's your, your final fun fact dump. I, I have just one more. Oh, go ahead.
1: Um. So according to Matt Reeves, it was actually Woody Harrelson's idea to, like, when they first, sorry, Colonel and Caesar when they first interact, when Caesar wakes up, when he starts addressing him by all like these military rivals, that was his idea. So when he says Wellington and Napoleon, Grant and Lee, Custer and Sitting Bull. He knew that Caesar wasn't going to have any idea who he was talking about, but it was just like, it was just highlighting how big of a rivalry there was between these two species. Sort of and, thing. and even more specifically, how the
2: Colonel may view himself right. as those historical
1: figures. Yeah.
0: Something just came to my mind about The Great Escape. It's yes. Richard Attenborough, not David Attenborough. It's my fault. Oh. Also, has uh, Charles Bronson. But also, you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have, which was when Leonardo DiCaprio. Goes for the role that Steve McQueen gets in the movie, if you remember. I do remember that. It's a fun. If you've seen Once Upon, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I have. You remember in- when Lots of feet. Leo DiCaprio is yeah. like auditioning for the movie and has the baseball and stuff? Yeah, that's The Great Escape. Oh, they put him into The Great Escape, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Interesting. So the
0: person he was playing was Steve McQueen. I did not play
1: that Well, no, he, auditioned, though, well, no he, he auditions,
0: though. Well, no, he auditions, and Steve McQueen gets the role in Steve It right. is is, like, the thing. But, like, he, they overlaid his Steve McQueen. And it
2: was so funny, because people were dubbing the side-by-side on Instagram, like, weeks after that movie. People were like, oh, he didn't even get close to the Steve McQueen performance. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. That's why he didn't get the role. Leonardo DiCaprio was right. playing a bad actor. That's the point of the movie. Nobody, nobody, media literacy is dead. <laughs> dead and buried. Lord have mercy. But... What else do we have to say about War for the Planet of the Apes? Obviously, it is the penultimate one in the trilogy. I think just the ending when um, Caesar and Maurice had that discussion is so good. I like how Caesar sort of lets down the wall of strength and just, like, collapses. Because he's like, I've been pretending to be this strong character for so long.
1: I don't think he was pretending. I mean, no, no, but no. no like, but like, when once, he got, shot, what once he got shot, that's Simon. Once he got shot, he. How did he
0: make it that far with an arrow in his side? Because he's. No. Because
1: he's strong.
0: I don't know. He was bleeding the whole time. I don't know, man. Unless he's actually biblical. I mean, the
1: arrow was still in him, it wasn't like he was bleeding out.
0: But I feel like at some point, from how far that journey seemed, I don't think he would have made it. Davis, it's a movie about Talking Apes. Oh, so now you pull out the <laughs> movie about Talking Apes card. Uh, I will when I want to. Oh, the, the the guards are dumb? It's a movie about talking apes, Alex.
1: That's because the, the guards were dumb. Well, it's a movie about talking <laughs>
0: apes. Maybe they, maybe they had the flu already. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Josie. That was excellent. What was,
1: oh, the fact that Maurice was the last person to talk to Caesar in English, but also the first person to talk to him in sign language, that mm. was cool.
2: Parallels. Parallels are crazy. And the fact that uh, I mean, so far as we can assume, Caesar never actually heard Maurice speak. So that was his first time... Saying yeah. anything, and it was in his last moment. Mm-hmm. I just, I love, I love everything, Marie. I especially love when Maurice is like bad ape jump on my shoulder, and he's like, "Oh no!" And Maurice is like, "You idiot!" and yells, and I'm like, "Oh, this is, this is cinema. This is what I came to see here, every, yeah. everybody." I just, I also think it does a lot of good mysteries very. Well. Like, there's a lot going on in this movie, mystery wise, and it, it unfolds them pretty well. Like the Colonel getting that doll. Mm-hmm. When I first watched it, I didn't put it together. I yeah, was like, no, me oh, neither. Oh, it's just a doll. And Not like, until oh. he
1: was lying there. Yeah, until
2: he was a vegetable. And you're like, oh man.
1: Also, apparently, Andy Serkis's um, tear when he saw the colonel was real, and they tried to put that in like through CGI, but they couldn't do it, so they just like overlaid the actual tear. Mm. Yeah, so
2: give him his Oscar. He's so
1: good. After this, after these three movies, I'm so appreciative of him and his works. I just had no idea. It's, I didn't know it was him in the first place.
2: Exactly, but then when you do, and that, that's the thing is that like. Yes, you can make fully CGI characters, but there's something to be said about the motion capture work that all these people do, especially when you see the giant rigs that they're wearing. It's oh, my why gosh. I, it's why I appreciate all the work in... I'm watching, um, I'm watching
0: the clips of Steve Zahn with the tracking on his face.
2: Exactly. That's why I appreciate all the clips in Avatar because people are like, oh, Sam Worthington is mediocre or whatever. But the work that goes
0: into doing that and all the stuff that they deal with... Let me see this. I can see. It's just it's just Steve's on acting, but it's and, incredible, man. It shows them animated and, and it sh- and it shows oh. how hard they work.
1: did you know it was the filmmakers' kids that are the ones playing the baby apes? I didn't know that That's adorable until after the fact that I was looking into it what illegal,
2: but... illegal child labor uh, uh,
0: anyways. Were, were, were they paid were,
1: were they paid? <laughs> I'm really not sure
0: the, the, well, kids in movies there's special rules they can only work so many hours a day,
1: but were the, they paid? I don't, I don't know did they
0: receive financial compensation? Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. Since they're the parents, is different. You have to get the parents' permission. I don't know,
2: man. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. I just, ugh, I love. I really just love the way it establishes Caesar, Caesar as this myth, and I love how he just goes toe to toe with the colonel in the prison camp, and takes the lashes. A detail which is on his body for the rest of the movie, by the way. I love leaving those details. Big love Jesus it all. moment. So many, so many Jesus moments. I'm I'm obsessed with this movie. What can I say? It's Again, really good. I I understand the two criticisms. If you don't like Bad Ape, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue the ton- with you The on tone it. is a little weird cuz there is like a whimsical musical score to the escape even though this is supposed to be like Oh,
1: yeah, the war Christmas-ish ish music that was playing when Nova was in there giving Caesar food and water. I was I was just laughing. I know it's supposed to be a really big serious moment, but it was just Christmas music. I was it's an. It, it was odd. It's it was a, an odd it's tonal, choice. It's a tonal.
2: It's a tonal. There's there's issues, but I just I don't mind it personally either, and I don't mind.
1: Yeah, these are all nitpicking things. Like yeah. it was so good that I'm poking at certain things just because they're right there, you know.
2: And again, even if even if you don't like the story, heck, you can dislike the whole movie. It's still one of the most visually remarkable movies. Like I'm going to show you guys. Hold, let me pull up this shot real quick. Oh my um, What? I got to take these cats somewhere.
0: And okay. L- okay. L- okay. L- okay. L- fine, three. fine. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Go get ready. Oh. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. He's got, he's got to go dress up for the
0: cats. I also don't want this episode to be three hours long. It's not going to be three, three hours, hours long. long. We're having a lot to talk about. Davis, are, I'm Simeon? watching the clip. Hey, Alex, <laughs> I don't need any, any gruff from you.
1: Oh, Davis, I have a question for you. So Nova's name, I mean, obviously Nova means new in Latin, so mm-hmm. you can argue like it's the new evolution in this simian virus. But also, no space va, what does that mean in Spanish? Don't go. Yeah, and what was what was Bad Ape talking about? when? Don't he, go. Yeah, don't I was go. saying don't go to... Yeah, something to think I think it about. Actually, no,
0: that'd be that'd be correct. Nova. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. got it. I was going to say, technically, it could be Nova's, but since you're ordering someone, you take the S like, off, so it'd be Nova.
1: I didn't know that. Just I'm the, not,
0: I'm sorry. The, Alex, you know we watched the movie, the right? The
2: lighting on the fur. I'm just obsessed.
0: I'm sorry. It's so
1: good. I'm no, sorry. It, I,
2: I just am. I, I cannot.
1: You're right to be obsessed. It's a really big technical marvel, you know? So... I'm I'm right there with you. And
2: let's give it those ratings then, guys. What do I we think? I give this think? one a four out of five as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. So eight. An eight. I'm gonna give it an I'm
0: gonna give it an eight point five as and well. In my watch my review for this, I said enough monkey business. Thumbs up. See <laughs> review for Dawn of the <laughs> Planet, Planet of the Apes. Actually, I'm gonna have to go back. I would give Dawn a nine because that's what I
2: did give Dawn a nine. I'm gonna give this one an eight point five. Also, mm-hmm. it lost out the visual effects categories to what movie?
1: Blade Runner.
2: Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Which oh, I I've I not seen, it. but I haven't <laughs> seen it
1: either. What? <laughs> What?
0: <laughs> Alex, you need to go home and watch that right now.
1: Oh, I'm going to go home.
2: I'm going to drive home, write about Auburn baseball, then yeah, I will watch Blade You Bandico. should watch it. It is phenomenal. It's got Jared Leto in it, though, David. He's in it for like two scenes. Okay, well, that's, that's, why, that's why I must break the curse, then.
0: <laughs> I said No, I said good amount of monkey business. Thumbs up. Ah, good amount of monkey business. was a good amount of monkey, oh, yeah. there amount go, of monkey there business. There you go. So, you said eight? Yes. Eight. Eight. 8.5. 8. 8. I'd be tempted one. to give it 8.5. This is the Maurice. one
1: that I would recommend of the Trilogy like for people to rewatch if they feel so inclined. If
2: they feel so, hey, she listens.
1: <laughs> she knows the
2: rules. Oh my goodness! With that, guys, what have we been watching outside of
0: Planet of the Apes this week? You ever heard of Tom Scott on YouTube? No, I haven't. No. He's a informational YouTuber. He's from Britain, the England rather, but he has really good videos. <laughs> he talks about just random things. Uh, I recommend him. <laughs> uh he has fun little interesting videos. They're pretty short. And they're pretty fun. What's so,
1: what's your favorite one of the one that you watched? Ugh, there's
0: there's a lot of them. There was one about this geyser that's in America that shoots soda oh. water. What? Yeah, it's uh, cool. Whoa.
1: Okay. Well I'm intrigued it's a soda officially.
0: Spring. It's not like coke, but it's like carbonated water. Like sparkling water. Yeah. Natural sparkling water. Oh, ah. Just watch any of it, like any of his videos. So, you'll tonic water. Tom Scott. Yes. Oh. Yes. Club soda, 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 as they say. Yes. Anyway. Club Correct. Soda. <laughs> there you go. Correct. <laughs> Club Soda. <Cut. laughs>
2: I'm so hungry. Anyway, um, Josie, what have you been watching?
1: Um Community well, on good. Netflix. Mm. I haven't seen it before.
0: Six Seasons in a movie. That's true. There's a
1: movie? Oh, they're the, making a movie. Yeah, they're making a movie. What? The, the
0: whole motto for the show is six seasons in a movie.
1: Uh, oh.
0: You you they'll say it in the you, show. You haven't got there. They'll show. say it in the show. Okay,
1: I guess I haven't. I think I'm on season th- three. I think so. Season. I've I've we just got there, so I'm not entirely sure how good or bad it's going to be. But I'll I'll take your word for it. It's but a good show. Honestly, it's less watching things. I've mainly just been playing Stardew Valley. Oh yeah, I get I've the also chance. been
0: playing I, I, Stardew Valley. I,
2: clearly, I need to get
1: in. You on this. really? I think you'd really no, you'd enjoy like it.
0: it. It's it's a fun chill game. It doesn't take a lot of brain power, but it does at the same time. Yeah. Oh.
1: You've Uh-oh. got a lot of responsibilities that just kind of build up and just, you don't realize if it. If you do
0: your sprinklers fine, then it okay. half of the time. Okay. <laughs> but out. sometimes
1: the sprinkler materials are too expensive for me. So I Grow
0: up. <laughs> this is so I have Listen, sprinkler system. Do
1: you have the iridium sprinklers yet?
0: I don't have iridium. Yeah. Oh.
1: N- talk to you me then. my laptop. No. <laughs>
2: um the w- the um record player party that I was at where I dressed as the blue man group, those who had those that who That was saw.
1: incredible. I I was tapping through, you know, all the stories and did. then saw that would have gone to the other story and I was like, no 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 Gotta hold the phone. And I it was so good. What was the what was the Dress, uh
2: dresses musicians and Megan's like the blue man group, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Clearly the blue man group. She's but brilliant. When I was there, one of the records that um our friend Bryn, who was it was her birthday, she got the st- star what how am I saying it? How do you say it? It's star star New, New Valley. Stardew Valley Stardew Valley? Star Valley. Valley. Okay, sorry. Stardew Valley, she got the Stardew Valley soundtrack on vinyl.
1: <gasps> that is incredible.
2: She was very excited about that one. I've been watching The Searchers, which is a pretty racist cowboy movie. That we watched That's in so class is a 1953 Western movie where John Wayne is just like objectively racist, and in the end he decides not to be racist.
0: That's John. Wow. That is John
2: Wayne. That, yeah, I wonder if John Wayne knew that his character was racist. Anyway, um, he, before you, know he I move plays, on, you know, you know, he plays Genghis Khan in one movie. Oh, I know. There you go. It's, oh. it's considered one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah. Um, before I move on to my other piece that I watched, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is the next film in the series that has been greenlit without Matt Reeves directing, and you know who the director is. His name is Wes Ball, and his main credits are the Maze Runner trilogy. So just 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 either. take me out back behind the woodshed, why don't you? First oh, one okay. wasn't
1: that bad. Are they bad? I didn't.
0: Jeez. First one wasn't terrible. Yeah, that was
1: think. a big reaction.
0: I, Alex is inclined to those. Well, I'm inclined we knew this. to big reactions. And I'm also inclined to the fact that a
2: trilogy that is one of my favorites is getting a sequel that I don't think it needs. Fair. In my mm. honest opinion, that's and, like that's like and, an Ocean's getting an, like a prequel. Like if <sighs> it, like if Matt Reeves was directing this, okay, cool. I trust yeah. my dog Matt Reeves because he directed War and Dawn, and which the I Batman and the Batman. But it's it's a guy whose credits are the Maze Runner trilogy and a movie called Phoenix Forgotten, in which he was a producer. Like I just don't I don't have the faith that that is going to be because part of it is obviously Reeves had great stylistic choices. Like we talked about with all the biblical influences that are. Anyway, either way, I also wa- recently watched Psycho for my class, the all-time classic horror film. This is your first time I've ever seen it. No, I'd seen I've it once seen it. long ago. <laughs> Josie, you should watch it. It's, it's... it's really good. Is
1: it like horror horror, or is it like slasher. No, it's, it's like okay. it's like the
2: slasher. Sort it's
0: a thriller. Of? Yeah.
1: Okay, I can do that. But when it comes to supernatural horror, I'm. No. It is or one of it's the. If it's too too gory, it's not. Okay.
0: For the time it might have been. The blood but. in the movies, you know, it's just chocolate syrup.
2: They Oh, there you go. Yeah. What?
0: Exactly. Yeah, cuz it's black, and, black white. and white. 1960 black and white film. And it showed oh. up better than like corn syrup dyed red. And it didn't really matter what color it was and mm. it, it gave was, good contrast to so good, good chocolate. Contrast. Syrup.
1: That's really interesting.
2: And it really is one of for me Excuse me. In class, we've been watching a lot of older movies, and this movie is so absent of all the tropes. It's Alfred Hitchcock. Exactly. It's just incredible, and I really, really like it. Now, on to the Ministry of Truth. I didn't have anything except for someone picking the last nine MCU movies, rating which are the most watchable.
0: I got something instead. I got something. We can Uh just skip this one. Is it true crime? Uh, No, it's also about MCU. People have been uh, screen-grabbing clips or shots, and they're like, oh, look look how the cinematography is. They've been doing that a while, but they've been doing The Green Knight being like, oh, it's not even looking that good. And then they're comparing it to – because the guy that's making it is doing – no- he's doing something else that doesn't look very well graded. And then everybody's like, oh, the Green Knight doesn't look that good either. And everybody's like, what? Yes, it does.
2: Hold up. we're So we're talking about the
0: director The guy Green that directed Knight? Green Knight. David Lowery. David Lowery. He's making something else. Let's see. He's P- Peter Pan and Wendy. Okay. That's what I thought. And the color grading of that is – Atrocious! If you've seen the photos, it does not
2: look great at all. It's gray and blue and absurd. And people are
0: just being like, "How did you either fall off one from the amazing color grading of Green Knight?" Or people are just being like, "Green Knight doesn't look that good anyway."
2: However, David Lauer also did um, Pete's Dragon, that live action remake that people really liked. So I don't, I don't know. I think people love doing that. They love just nitpicking random shots and whatnot and saying, "Oh, well, this person sucks because of this or that or whatever." But I haven't seen Green Knight. I mean either. Me neither. There, too. there you go. I, I I want to as well. And also, my ministry of truth, Davis, was that the person said the only rewatchable MCU movies are Multiverse of Madness, Wakanda Forever, and Thor: Love and Thunder. I thought I thought you would I thought you have some thoughts on that. Anyway, we're about done with the show. It's been a long one. I apologize for the length and time, but I think it was a fun one. Did it you was have fun, a Josie? blast.
1: There I'm happy go. to be on this side of the, the listening. Lens. The lens. you're
2: <laughs> behind the camera instead of. At the, the theater? Camera? I don't know.
1: Behind the is As in, like, camera. you know, viewing. You know, like oh, sorry. Well, I've
2: got to use the restroom. Okay, well, Davis, Bath you can get out right. of here. Except the trivia question, what year did the cartoon character Mickey Mouse first appear?
1: I can't answer that, right? I'll
2: say
0: 1932.
1: Aren't you not supposed to answer that?
2: Well, Davis is always wrong, so we're not concerned. Okay, fair enough. It right. And with that, Josie, oh, any. Oh, Alex. Yes, what?
1: I got two bingos. <laughs> in the span what do you mean of me two sitting. Bingo. Here. Show
2: me the bingo. I want to see this.
1: Okay. Um I don't I
2: can't go over there. Wait. Okay. Well, yes, then I... let
1: me let me pull it up on my phone so that way I can also Oh, yes. Oh.
2: We're passing a computer. Yes. Um and then
1: let me pull up Google Docs on my phone. <laughs> um, mansplains. Listen, when when Megan was on, the mansplaining was at 100. What? Okay? What? Leave me alone. Anyways. What? What do you mean? What did I do? So for the viewers at home, like I mentioned at the very beginning, I made a bingo card out of the things that tend to happen every single episode on this show. Like I said, I'm a big fan. I've watched just about... Not watched. I keep saying that. I've listened to just about every episode of the show except for the movies or the podcasts that talk about movies that I do actually want to end up seeing. So I save those for until after I've watched the movie. Um... So we have two bingos. So first bingo is one that goes straight down through the middle, which includes the free space. But this includes the score, the music, the soundtrack. And that's in like the chicken scratch lettering that, um, you know, the Spongebob meme. Because Alex always has to say, always, there's always at least one comment about the movie or the music of the movie. I'm
2: sorry, it's good.
1: And no, you're absolutely, and you're fair to say that, but it happens every time. Um, news rant. So this one was about specifically Lord of the Rings, but it can be about anything. Usually it's MCU, but at this point I have made a specific MCU rant because that just happens every single time regardless. Then it's the free space. Then Alex and Davis have a lover's quarrel heart emoji. Um, this also happens every single time. If you are not new to the show, then you understand this to be constant. And then another one that says it's funny because it's a bit Alex even said so. This, this, especially, especially the Megan episode. I don't even remember what you guys talked about. But if Alex says a bit, that means it has to be funny, and you can't take offense to it.
2: Obviously, obviously. Apparently, I, apparently, <laughs> I was I was mansplaining the whole episode, but I don't recall not
1: the whole episode. But there were a couple times when I was like, "Okay, Alex, I think she's got it."
2: <sighs> That's an embarrassing display.
1: Anyway, shut up, David. He's not a ab- oh. he's okay, not okay, abusive. Okay, okay, okay. You can't say that on the yes, air. Yes, the
0: mics are on. We we alluded to it last time. He, Alex isn't actually. He did. It yeah, yeah, I know you jerk. Lord have mercy.
1: Anyways, um, there is another line that is highlighted because, of course, there was. This one has MCU rant. Yeah. So we just talked about MCU movies and the ratings, bathroom break, um, which Al- which Davis ladder. just took.
0: I have a small ladder.
1: Um, This also includes the one that says Alex and Davis have a lover's quarrel. Then Alex says movie budget. Bonus points for the word modest. I didn't say modest. You didn't, which is why there are no bonus points, but the, the card is still filled. That's funny. And then the quote, if you feel so inclined, because that is the rule. Uh, Josie, you said that, you you cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Okay. So you can, you can cheat in that way. However, that still means that there was a full line that was filled out from things that happened. Anyways, other things that did not make a bingo but were still highlighted. Alex lists the Oscar nominees. This happens every time. Alex makes a comment about Davis' intro. Did someone say shut up? Who just highlighted did-
2: Uh I did when Davis called me abusive.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Alex just said shut up to Davis. Wait, that means there's another line that's filled. If you just said shut up. That's correct. That means it's this new line is Alex makes a comment about Davis' intro quote, shut up, Alex has to tell Davis to get off his phone and or laptop, MCU rant, and then point system controversy.
2: Davis is having a field day over there looking at it.
1: Um, other things that were highlighted but I didn't mention because they weren't in the line are casual letterbox plug, um, end of episode gets rushed, yeah. um, Alex <laughs> says he's ready, I mean, not Alex, excuse me, Davis says he's ready to leave. Yes. So... These are all true. These are all true, and these all happen often. You
0: haven't, you haven't highlighted Dead in a Ditch yet, have you? Because
1: you haven't said Dead in a Ditch.
0: I almost did say it this episode, but I didn't.
2: Oh, I believe well, that. It's been replaced by Taking Me Out Behind the Woodshed, apparently. So Clearly, really it's no. been a
1: while since we've had a true crime rant, even though I tried to instigate it yeah. oh, just now. Oh, just oh, wait
2: yeah. till the Jeffrey Dahmer sequel show comes out. Oh, you can get a better one than True Crime Rant. Yeah, you can get a better one than Alex Mansplains. What the heck? I think that one's, that that one's, one's fair. Um, uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Anyways. I- Unbelievable! Oops. I can't,
0: I can't beat the. <laughs> you played the outro. I gotta go take these cats home. Uh,
2: I know you do, Davis. Anything else you want to leave the viewers with or listeners with, Joe's, Before we head out, Thank uh, you for making a well, bingo card. So gonna-
1: you, to Davis and Alex, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely! I know I'm not general manager, Luke, but I had a blast.
2: Station manager. Station Luke.
1: manager. That's who you. That's what it was last week.
2: Truly incredible stuff. And with that, everybody, I'm going to turn their microphones off, which means we probably have another bingo. Who knows? And yes, it is according to Josie. So thanks to everyone for tuning into another episode of Through the Lens. More delays, but we had a first time guest, long time listener, first time caller, Josie Jalk join the show, so I think it is worth it. If you have any thoughts on the Planet of the Apes trilogy or the future film, you can reach out to the show directly by following us on Through the Lens Weagle. That's Through the Lens W-E-G-L. This is our final episode before spring break. but We'll be back at the same time, same place next week for another episode of the show with the subject to be disclosed or determined at a later date. The end of the road has begun, but make no mistake, we are going out swinging with the MCU Phase 4, The Hunger Games, The Fast Saga, Jurassic Park, and so much more in store for all of you. Special guests, special episodes, and more await the final stretch of Through the Lens, but enough about the future. This is Alex Houston, alongside my co-host Davis Carroll and our special guest Josie Jogg, signing off. We will talk again next week.